most intense, thrilling, electrifying sport on the planet. Mixed Martial Arts. You've been looking for the definitive podcast to call your new home to hear everything about it. The search is over. This is the MMA Knowledge Show. No filter. Bringing you the hottest MMA breakdowns straight from the heart of the octagon. This show is all about MMA breakdowns for fans by fans. We're talking UFC, MMA, and the occasional big boxing match. We'll bring our unique take on how these fights are going to play out and who we think are the best bets. Welcome to the MMA Anomaly Show. No filter. And now your hosts, Olin, a.k.a. MMA Anomaly, and Emiliano, a.k.a. Jive Turkey Nano. Welcome back to a very special showing of the MMA Anomaly Show, No Filter. In this episode, we are actually celebrating the MMA Anomaly second annual award show. Let's go. Uh, we are super stoked to have you guys here. Shout out to Miss Mary in the chat. <laughs> she loved the ugly sled. Uh, oh, shout out fantastic. to Leo Leach, staying up on the other end of the world right now to, to be with us. We appreciate Let's you. Let's go. Guy, it's 4 a.m. where he is, and he's still staying strong. Hashtag CSO. Let's go, folks. Um, honestly, one hell of a year in mixed martial arts to go over tonight with you all, and um, no better time to do it than the first week of January 2024. So, we are going to go ahead and start off with a few fun facts here across the year 2023. The calendar year included 520 UFC fights. 43 events in 19 cities across seven countries, across four continents. Lightweight had the most bouts in 2023, sitting at 77 of them. And uh, 189 fight night bonuses were given out for a sum of $9.45 million, which means that I spent about 93 hours, 59 minutes, and 21 seconds watching UFC this year. Sheesh. That is awesome, brother. You and me both, man. I'm sure our uh, better halves are loving that stat right there. That's nearly four days of just pure violence and mixed martial art viewership. Uh, just can't get enough of it. And hopefully we get more of this next year. Love the lead in, brother. Happy uh, 2024. Happy New Year to you. Happy New Year to you all in the chat. Leo Leach, Miss Mary, great to see you. Mad Max Meridian, shout out. Appreciate shouting out the jacket. Got to get a little spiffy. It is an award show, you know, like most award shows. You got to pull out all the nines, so... Had to put on the fancy jacket, like you might have saw on the thumbnail as well. 
And um, yeah, brother, like you mentioned, I mean, some great statistics here. And again, continuing to go through these numbers, we had 19 undisputed title fights here in 2023. Last year alone, here were six of those titles seeing a change of guard. Man, that's new. I think that's one of the big staples for me. When I look back at 2023, the one of the big themes is changing of the guard, in my opinion. Um, we did get to see a lot of that happening, some retirements, but have no fear. There were still four champions that did hold their ground, that were able to hold the door and hold off these uh, badass opponents that are stacked on this UFC uh, roster at this time. Uh, quickly go through those. We had our boy Alexander Volkanovsky holding down that featherweight title. Islam Makachev holding down the lightweight title. Dogs. Delicious lions in this one. Uh, 77 bouts in that uh, lightweight division. So the fact that Islam was able to retain it, badass. Leon Edwards. What a year Rocky Edwards had, man. My gosh. Great performance after a great performance. What a year for him. And uh, last but certainly not least, I get the women in here. Zhang Wei Li retaining that strawweight title. And maybe years to come. These are studs. These are pound for pound. Uh, some of the greatest at this time. And yeah, man, outside of that, two other titles also remain vacant. You don't see that often. A big void here, ladies and gentlemen, that we're going to have in both the women's bantamweight division and the women's featherweight division. Uh, Amanda Nunes did retire. We'll be diving into those types of things later here. But huge shout out to the Lioness, as Olin uh, so gracefully had <laughs> queued up here earlier. Um, <clears throat> again, great career, but she did uh, vacate two titles. So we're going to have some new uh, crowns to be had this upcoming year. Very excited about that. Uh, but to keep it moving, the most KOs in a single event this year went to seven different events with seven in each of those events, y'all. Not to get it twisted, we had seven different Saturdays with seven knockouts. Something about that lucky number seven, y'all. Maybe we'll be able to top it this year, but love seeing that. Uh, the most submissions at a single event this year did go to UFC Fight Night 232 and topped off with a phenomenal submission of his own there. And that was Brandon All-In Allen versus Bo Craig. Um, and there were six in that fight card alone. If you have a chance to go back and watch one, and you want to see some good submissions, that'd be the one to watch, ladies and gentlemen. We had six on that night alone. So we were spoiled this year, right? And if you're a bed man, you might have been spoiled in your riches as well uh, because the betting favorites did go 341 wins against 163 losses over the course of this year, ladies and gentlemen. It's pretty good odds, okay? It's just about three to one if I'm doing my quick uh, mathemat mathematics here. And uh, on top of that, 26 and 16 in the main event headliners. So most likely want to take those favorites, but don't get it twisted. It's not always a shoe in here. That's why you love the sport. Ain't that the truth? Love those fun facts. Um, continuing right on down with these fun facts and numbers, guys. We witnessed a total of 261 finishes in the calendar year, folks. 261 finishes in the UFC. 102 by way of submission, 159 by way of everybody's favorite, the knockouts, folks. We had 159 knockouts, um, which, of course, we'll be going over a handful of these later in the awards show. Now, another thing to note is the UFC having 125 fighters debut this year. That's 125 possible future stars to look out for, folks. And by the way, 
these fighters went 61 and 63 in their debut fights. So um, pretty split down the line there. A lot of nice debutants to look out for. We got 61 of them, at least, that are on a winning streak now. And uh, a winning streak in the UFC is definitely saying something serious, guys. Uh, Nano, you want to go over a few more facts here on your end? Hell yeah, brother. A few more here to wrap us up. And again, keep it moving, as always. Uh, but wanted to start with UFC Fight Night, Darius versus Sarukian. That was the first event to ever have two slam knockouts in one event, ladies and gentlemen. That was a more recent event, and that was a legendary night. And that's another um, chapter, I would say, or another theme that I have from this year. Again, a changing of the guard in regards to champions and some older veterans retiring, which is going to continue to happen here. But... The two slams in one night. I mean, that is the story to be had here, ladies and gentlemen. Phenomenal night. Craziness all around there. Um, 292 also had some um, history. Zhang Wei Li was able to land the highest total strikes in a women's strawweight fight with 296 strikes. Landed on her opponent, Amanda Lemos. Basically a human punching bag out there for her. Um, Next, we have UFC Noche, one of my favorite events of the year. I hope they make this an annual event. My girl, Alexa Grasso, represent Mexico, uh, landed the highest total strikes in a women's flyweight fight at with 262 strikes, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, in five minutes of work, I mean, absolute dominance. And that was against Valentina Shevchenko, so you love to see it. Um, last but certainly not least here, UFC 294, Islam Makhachev tied with the lightweight record for the longest winning streak in the division here with 12, ladies and gentlemen. That is craziness. 12 fights in a row. Not even sniffing a loss. Islam, um, well, I mean, what can we say, man? Like uh, the runners, like those track runners with the batons, I think um, Khabib uh, smoothly transitioned the reign of the baton title here at lightweight over to, to Islam. And boy, is he taking it in stride. I'm excited to see what's ahead of him for this year. Uh, but outside of that, man, lastly, my uh, fun facts, I wanted to throw in some uh, music fun facts. As y'all like to know around here, we... You know, I'd like to get our musical numbers in when we can. Um, <laughs> great you and brother. Music makes the world go around. You absolutely got to appreciate it. Um, there were some great soundtracks this year. Um, some you might hear about later on. <clears throat> you might recognize some of the phenomenal voices. Um, but unlike the last two years, uh, two different tracks closed in with over 10 uses in the octagon. Far and away greater than last year uh, because no song made it more than six times. Dana White did kind of uh, pull back the curtain here. Basically, a lot of fighters, if they don't have anything to go with, uh, Dana ends up picking this. So uh, the fact that we now we know Dana is basically the one making ACDC's Thunderstruck here as one of the top songs with 10. Uh, and those fighters were six and four when Thunderstruck was playing. So more likely than not, if you heard Thunderstruck, that fighter might have been winning. Uh, another one here is another theme song, Piranha Valet Tudo of uh, PRVT Eora de Vencer. I had to look it up, y'all. I typed that in directly. It's a, it's a very funny song. I, I don't know where it's from, but I'm assuming some Latin countries or fighters out there that they don't know. They just picked the... Uh, it is a hilarious song. I'm, I was shocked that it plays just as much as Thunderstruck. TNT's uh, slightly behind that with a six-and-run record, so... Thunderstruck, TNT, I mean, any ACDC, man. I mean, that's good for these UFC fighters, getting them pumped up and in the octagon. Uh, I'll let you toss it over here, Olin, and uh, round out these fun facts, man. We have a lot of good ones. 
man i'm not gonna lie with those music uh fun facts you threw in there i feel like i just got thunderstruck brother those are great those are definitely fantastic and uh acdc is definitely something that gets me fired up um little fun side story before i round us out with these last fun facts uh back before i switched over from apple music to spotify um when i was still using apple music i once created a radio station off of a song as you can do on there and the song that i created a radio station of was thunderstruck by acdc i I'm 98% sure that I broke the Apple music algorithm by doing that because it then proceeded to play Thunderstruck four times back to back to back before playing something different. And the next song that it played was another ACDC song. Uh, so <laughs> it would like, give you a steady dose. Apple music was like, uh, like the algorithm was thinking to itself, like, what is, what is like this song? We'll just play this song again, three more times. It'll be fine. They won't um, notice the loop around. They'll just be humming. <laughs> That's I'm not going to lie to you. Like, I listened to it two times, and then I was like, what the fuck is? Why is it playing it a third time? And then I skipped ahead <laughs> yeah. again, and it played it a fourth time. And uh, I'd be like, yeah, it's I not me. to listen to it a third uh, time when that happened. Yeah. <laughs> Depending upon the setting, yeah, it might be valid. <laughs> you know, we were driving. I was uh, possibly getting close to getting a speeding ticket thanks to that, but uh, I digress. So... Rounding out the fun facts of 2023 with his knockout at UFC 291, Derek Lewis passed Matt Brown for the most KOs slash TKOs in UFC history, sitting at 14 of those bad boys. Now, another one of these, after his win over Derek Lewis on November 4th, heavyweight Gileton Almeida's control percentage is sitting at 89%. Now, that's the largest in UFC history, not heavyweight history, UFC history. In addition, Almeida's top position percentage is 85.3%, which is, again, the largest in UFC history. The man knows how to dictate the pace of the dance. Uh, speaking of people that know how to dictate the pace of the dance, the next two fun facts are about Tom Aspinall and then Mirab Devalishvili. So Tom Aspinall has averaged a UFC fight time of 2 minutes and 10 seconds. I don't know if you know or not. I'll save you the, the Googling. That's the shortest in the UFC history. Uh, Marab Devalishvili set the UFC record for most takedown attempts this year in a fight uh, with 49 attempts in one single fight. Of course, that was against Peter Yan back in March of 2023 on the 11th. Um, now, I'll be honest with you. Just reading that stat out loud, you may have noticed I, I choked up at the end there. Just reading that stat was fucking exhausting, guys. Like 49 takedown attempts? Sheesh! Somebody give this man a drink. Unreal type of pace, y'all. I mean, Dude, unreal. Insane. Absolutely insane. Uh, speaking of insane, Charlie Olives, man, he earned 20 stoppages in the UFC. And uh, he now ties Cowboy with 19 fight bonuses in the UFC. So, significant. Right out of 20 stoppages, you got 19 fight bonuses. I mean, on both sides, it's nice to get a 50k paycheck. Am I right? Uh, speaking of that, Jim Miller hit 25 victories in the UFC. That's another fun fact. Um, a fighter competed five times in the octagon for the first time since Kevin Holland did in 2020. And that one was Jessica Andrade. Uh, she definitely deserves some flowers as she made five walkouts to this octagon on a calendar year. Um, I mean, a sandwich style of, of kind of earnings here too. She ended the year with, uh, a W she lost three in a row. Um, but with that W she put herself right back in, in top rankings and in contention. So super exciting year for her. Um, 
honestly, I could go on and on about these. There's there's tons of these facts that I had written down, but I don't want to bore you guys. I know why everybody's here. Everybody's here for the damn awards. So we are going to jump into some awards, folks. Um, super thrilled about this. Now, most award shows make you wait till like an hour, hour and a half in to give you what you really want, which are, you know, fun awards like best male fighter of the year, best female fighter of the year. Um, so we're going to go ahead and start off with those two. We're going to start off with a bang. Don't worry. There's reasons to stay till the end. Uh, there might even be some celebrity cameos throughout the show. Who knows? Who knows? Um, either Pull way, out all the stops, definitely baby. make on. sure you stay tuned because again, there, there may or may not be some celebrity cameos here. With that being said, uh, the format of this is we're going to go ahead and give you a word from the fans because we did get some video submissions and we definitely want to play those for you all. Again, we really, really appreciate everybody that sent anything in. We even had an actor send something in who just recently started his Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu journey. Um, shout out Brandon Stanley from She-Hulk, Marvel She-Hulk. So yeah, without further ado, we will go ahead and jump into what the fans had to say via video submissions about the male fighter of the year. Yo, what's up, guys? This is actor Brandon Stanley, a.k.a. Marvel's Leapfrog. For best male fighter of 2023, I gotta give it to Islam Mahachev. The dude beat the number one pound-for-pound pound Alexander Volkanovsky not once, but twice. Second time coming via first-round high-kick KO. Coming from one of the most dominant wrestlers in the history of the lightweight division, that is very scary. Give this man his flowers or else. Leon Rocky Edwards. My pick. For me, this was definitely a toss-up between Poetan and Tarzan. Um, I'm a huge Pereira fan, um, and I honestly was not a huge Sean Strickland fan up until this year, uh, till I met him at UFCX, honestly, so not that long at all. Uh, but watching uh, Strickland's come up this past year uh, has, has been really, really fun, especially as a new fan and for somebody who honestly didn't like him uh, at the beginning of the year. So um, definitely shout out Sean Strickland. You're the fucking man. It's hard to go either between Sean Strickland and Alex Pereira. I think both of them did a great job in what they did, but I think Alex Pereira is the one that takes the cake there, man, to be a double champ in its own route uh you gotta give a shout out to him on that we're gonna have to go with sean strickland old tarzan had three victories he strung together this year uh obviously was streaking towards the title and then proceeded to kind of beat the brakes off of israel adesanya which you know some people try to make the argument that he's middleweight goat or potential middleweight goat or all this and uh sean put on a pretty decisive ass whooping um, so that combined with his uh, his activity and his social media presence, I think you got to give it to Sean Strickland. Love, love, love all of those comments from the fans. Again, give it up for you guys. We really appreciate Let's it. Let's go. Um, Shout out Leapfrog. Shout out everybody. Yes, dude. That was Leo awesome. Said, looking hinch, which I had to look up after he said that about me. And that means that you're looking super fit. So uh, I like it. it. We'll take it. We'll take it. I mean, just um, a few henchmen out here, right? Am I right? You know what I'm saying? Also, got to go back to a real quick comment here from Leo Leach. He asked me earlier uh, while you were doing your breakdown, are you taking the secret juice? To which I responded, no secret juice for me, just super soldier serum. Um, and he, he actually had a really, really fun response. He said, I wonder what's better, super soldier serum or secret juice or Nano's jacket? Ooh. Oh, wild card. Wild card now. <laughs> Leo Leach, 
that that is a that is a hinch comment right there, my guy. Oh, man. That is super what a henchman. Finished. What a henchman. Uh, so me and Nano are now going to go into our breakdown here, who we voted for, uh, which honestly, our votes, a lot of them did not win. So <laughs> this is a channel for the fans, by the fans. Um, this award show is voted on by the fans. And I mean, it's just that's how it is. So whatever Y'all wins, spoken. Wins. Yeah. Nano. Cheers to that, brother. Let's Cheers, go. Brother. Let's get it. And if you're watching, feel free to. Take a sip of whatever you got to a good year. Appreciate y'all being here. Huge shout out to those uh, submissions. And I guess as a co-host, maybe I'll kick it off here because I do feel that I'm probably wrong in my pick, but I just, I had to stick to my guns. I think we even disagreed on this in our initial banter when we first were putting this together, but I'm going to go. I liked uh, shout out TN. I liked his sentiments around someone who this year accomplished some greatness really solidified himself as just an absolute dog. Somebody that set up, um, when you look at where he came in, even from this year, coming off a loss to where he is now, to just his short stint in the UFC, I'm going to go with our boy Alex Poetan Pajeda. He was my favorite fighter of the year here in the most respect in my book. Not only by beating uh, Izzy. Look at that. Great bottle, brother. Fancy smancy guy over here. But again, I mean, just to quickly get off my soapbox, I mean, want to give Alex his flowers. He had a phenomenal year, I think, get, being the double champ and in the fashion in which he did it against all the odds. Um, man, it was really impressive, really uh, improbable in a lot of ways. And it was just fun to watch, man. He really captured me um, seeing him now. And I mean, I, I love his shirts. I love his marketing and I love everything he does. And He's got that left hook, kiss of death, man. That touch that's just unlike anyone else. And again, ever since he came in, man, he's just captivated the UFCs, captivated someone like myself. Um, and if you're new to the UFC and, and you're just stumbling across this guy, I mean, go watch some of his kickboxing highlights. He did the same thing there. Dude's just an absolute freak. And he's someone you're on a roof for. All right. He's not he's not boasting, he's not talking a lot. He lets his his uh action he lets his fist do the talking. He lets his his uh, octagon experience do <clears throat> all the solidification there. So I'm going with our boy Alex Bejeda, but I know you're going to talk. Uh, you're going to talk your talk. I'm curious to hear your thoughts here, and then see what the fans here of uh, our MMA anomaly world and our uh, no filter awards show here round two. Curious to see what they say as well. But what are your thoughts, brother? This is a big one. Man, I'm going to be honest. I know I know Leo Leach is going to talk a bunch of crap uh, here in the chat right now because we had a conversation here privately on Twitter the other day, or not on Twitter, on uh, Instagram, where he was telling me um, he thinks I go a little bit hard in the paint for Islam Makachev. Uh, and there it is. There it is. Uh, right on right on, right on, on cue. Thanks, Leo. And at MMA Anomaly's best fighter is Islam Makachev. Um, I, I do think he's the best fighter of the year or best male fighter of the year. Reason being... He beat the pound for pound number one fighter in the world, not once, but twice. Uh, as Brandon Stanley, uh, the actor from She Hulk, said, "Like give this man his flowers, or else." Um, like I, I personally, like I voted for Islam. I, I really do think that he should be able to, you know, edge this one out because of what he's done. Um, again, not one, but two incredible performances over the pound for pound best in the world. Um, I don't know. That was my vote. 
that was my reasoning. Um, Leo, fucking shut up. I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, <laughs> That's a great case, though, brother. He make a great case, honestly. It's hard to bet against what he did. He's the little lightweight champion mm-hmm. who beat a featherweight twice. Brother, wait, wait till you see what he does to the rest of the lightweight division, my guy. Wait till you see. And uh, also, speaking of wait till you see, Leo, I'm going to need you to just zip it for a second here, bud, because this is an unbiased channel. As much as I love Islam Makachev, we are going to keep it 100% real here and uh, show zero bias. So without further ado, the first award of the night, the MMA Anomaly Show, No Filter Awards, Male Fighter of the Year 2023. for Sean Strickland, guys. Tarzan! Wait a second. What is this? Is that the meat and potato striker shirt? Let's go! Let's go, folks. You can order those on the online store. Um, humble humble shout out there. And if you want to comment on the videos, you know that puts you up for a chance to win some. So, let's go, folks. The MMA Anomaly Show No Filter Awards Male Fighter of the Year is uh, Mr. iCarly boxing style himself. Sean, meat and potatoes style Tarzan Strickland. The man, the myth, the legend, he gets it done. He edged out the votes. It was a close one, guys. This one was definitely a close one. Uh, Mr. Sean Strickland actually edged out 38.2% of the votes. Uh, Close second place was Islam Makachev. Coming in at 23.6% of the votes. So apparently it wasn't just me that felt this way, you guys. Um, While Nana was going through some technical difficulties with the audio here, uh, looks like he's trying to get that figured out. Um, We'll go ahead and jump right on into the next award here. And the next award is one that I'm very, very excited about. It is the Female Fighter of the Year Award. Um, this is one that I thought had a lot of viable options here. Um, some of the options that were listed on the, the awards or on the voting polls were Alexa Grasso, Kayla Harrison, Larissa Pacheco, Stamp Fairtex. Um, those were the four that I put, obviously. Irene Aldana, Lupita Godinez got multiple other vote write-in votes. Like, like come on. Valentina Shevchenko got some write-in votes. Zhang Wiley got some write-in votes. Loved, loved, loved seeing the diversity here in this one. Um, looks like Nano got audio back. Here we go. I'm back. Can you hear me? Coming there in. There we now. go, folks. Stella Sheesh. got her groove back, and Nano got his sound back, folks. Let's give this guy a round of applause. The jive turkey that he is. Uh, I got now- the Sean Strickland treatment there. I must got silenced somehow. I don't know what the heck yeah, that was, man. but somebody canceled this guy. So. Again, female fighter of the year. Before we give our votes, we're going to go ahead and jump into what the fans had to say. Best female fighter of 2023. 
thank you for having the options that you had. I was so excited to see all of the uh, women on this list. I was super pumped at the representation. For me, it was an easy choice. Um, Larissa Pacheco is incredible. She's a fucking beast. Her stamina literally and figuratively is absolutely insane. And I'm a firm believer that she would dominate um, in any fight organization. I think we're going with straight pure. I, I like to say Alexa Grasso, but there's a lot of, you know, secret ones out there. I'm gonna go with Alexa. Best female fighter of 2023, Alexa Grasso. Also my best pick. I think old Lupi Godinez makes a really strong case for the female fighter of 2023. Um, maybe one of, if not the most active female fighter on the roster. All W's in 2023. She actually had a fifth fight in less than a year also. Um, that one was an L, but even so, incredibly active. Uh, knows how to stay composed, knows how to work her game plan. Clearly showing some uh, some growth in her skills. Uh, so for that reason, I'd give it I'd give it to old Loopy. Those are all great options. And it looks like we found one of our Loopy Godinez uh, write-ins. So there we go. Um, welcome to the chat, Amanda. And thanks again for submitting the video. We really appreciate it. You uh, shout out. And yeah. The headshot dead in the background. I'm pretty sure it's the the same edit that I have pinned to my Twitter. So love that. Uh, yeah, let's fire. go, baby. Let's go. So moving forward here, uh, Nana, I'll let you take the lead. Who did you vote for on this? I'm curious to hear. Yeah, a lot of badass women here. Uh, I love the representation, like she mentioned, and it was a uh, it was hard to choose. Uh, I'm a homer. I know. I saw Amy's comment here on the uh, channel a bit earlier. Can't find it, but Viva Mexico. I got to go with my girl Alexa Grasso. Uh, that she was an obvious shoe in for me. Her definitive win over um, Valentina Shevchenko. Obviously, we can debate if it was a win or not, but she got the W. She continued to improve her game, and for me, that was the feather in her cap um, to earn that award. But I do got to give Mad Max a huge shout out as well, not just for his phenomenal background that I told you about earlier, but um, yeah, loop, loop. <laughs> Lupita Lupi Godinez uh, had quite a year. The last person to have four victories in a single year was our boy Kevin Holland back in 2021. And our guy Giga Chikidze as well that same year. Uh, not an easy feat, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, one, to be healthy. Two, to fight that many times. Three, to actually freaking go out there and beat that person's ass. And Lupita Godinez did that every single time. She would have won you a lot of money as well if you would have been on her every single time. Uh, she's a savage. She's someone that, you know, if I had to have maybe a, a new award made for breakout female fighter of the year or um, up and coming or the underdog, she's certainly in that conversation. Absolutely. Uh, 100% agree here. So I, I, again, there's so many good options here. Um, though I agree with what you had to say, I didn't make the same vote. I voted for Islam Makachev, uh, female fighter of the year, 2023. I mean, I just voted Islam Makachev on everything just to piss Leo Leach off. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> I was like, I don't think those Dagestanis roll that way, but <laughs> um, in all reality, uh, who did I vote for? I actually voted for stamp Fairtex. Um, I think stamp Fairtex, she had the best year. She's, just a real standout for me. I think she's an absolute beast when it comes to Muay Thai. She's also really good at just fighting in general, guys. Uh, so, yeah. You know, um, happy to make Leo Leach spit out his chocolate with that joke. <laughs> so, yeah. My vote was for Stamp Fairtex. I thought she had a hell of a year. I thought she's had a, a hell of a few years, if I'm being honest. And um, 
she really deserves a lot more flowers than she's been receiving uh, throughout her career. And I really, really hope that um, this year is just another year of growth for her in one championship. So that was my vote. Not sure who won. Yes, I am. I did all the edits. I know who won. (laughs) Um, So now I guess it's time for you guys to see who won. So without further ado, the MMA Anomaly Show No Filter Awards Female Fighter of the Year. Definitely not mad at that one, guys. Come on. Like, give it up for Alexa Grasso. She had one hell of a year, folks. She had one hell of a year. Alexa Grasso went out there, and I mean, with all due respect, she did the same thing. That's the reasoning behind my voting for Islam Makachev as best male fighter of the year. And that's go out there and put it on the number one pound-for-pound female in the world. Um, I say number one uh, pound-for-pound female in the world because... Amanda Nunez retired this year, folks, so she doesn't count for that conversation, in my humble opinion. Um, so again, Alexa Grasso went out there, had one hell of a performance against Valentina Shevchenko, and what did she do but go out and do it again? So very, very impressive year for her. I was stunned. I, I did. I mean, we had conversations about this. We did a breakdown video on it. I may have been one of the few people in the world that thought she had a chance. Um that fight very, felt very, very much like TJ Dillashaw going in against Hinn and Burrell. Like, not many people thought TJ Dillashaw had a chance that night, but it made him into an overnight star. When before, he had really struggled to kind of seize that star power with or without wins over big marquee names. So, I think this is going to be her Hinn and Burrell win. I think this is going to be the one that really vaults her onto the map. And if she strings up a handful of title defenses, she could go down as one of the greatest female fighters of all time. So I absolutely love, 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 love seeing this. Uh, Leo Leach said it as well in the chat here. Hanan was a dog, man. 22 plus fight win streak snapped by TJ. Fun fact. You can ask Mystic Drew. That's usually in the chat. I bet against him that night. I bet on TJ Dillashaw. And he he was like, look, dude, no one's going to judge you. We all know you're just kidding. Just blink twice if you know you're wrong. And Hanan Burrell is going to win. And I stared at that dude for like 45 seconds without blinking. So let him know I'm in business. You know what I'm saying? Um, so yeah, it's pretty good. I, it's long. You know what I'm saying? So I, uh, I, I truly think that this is her, her marquee moment. This is her star making moment. And I'm 110% here for it. My guy. Um, yeah, I, I don't think it could have gone to a more deserving person had to shout out, uh, stamp fair text. I think she's a, an absolute phenomenal fighter. And, We're going to uh, talk about we, her a lot more. I guarantee that. Definitely going to be talking about Stamp uh, a lot more in the year 2024. Uh, with that being said, we're going to move right on forward into the next category here. Now, when we talk about best male fighter of the year, best female fighter of the year, fighters don't train themselves, right? And amazing fighters aren't made overnight. They are made over years, months, minutes, hours, blood, sweat, and tears carved in a gym. And they're being instructed and led forward by a sensei, by a coach, by a a Sifu, whatever you want to call it. The old ways, the new ways, either way, these guys have somebody. 
It is coaching them to victory. These guys and gals, um, they will tell you themselves. They typically thank their coach first. If they don't thank them first, they thank them second right after they thank God. So that tells me the coach is probably pretty damn important. Um, now, before we jump into our picks on this one, let's go ahead and see uh, what a couple of the fans had to say about best coach of the year. Best coach of 2023. You got to go with the man. Here's my biasness, but Coach Khabib, anytime that boy stepped into the ring, you know, he was dominating. And anytime he was coaching, he was dominating. I just feel like the fighters that he he coaches truly believes in how he plays and, you know, plays a make big marquee in hell. Uh, they respect him as well. So coach could be for me. Best coach of 2023. I'll be real with you. I don't know coaches in, in MMA. I could have said Khabib, but my pick, Mike Brown. Solid, solid picks there. Um, Mike Brown definitely makes a case. I mean, he he just coaches studs, right? Coaches people like Dustin Poirier. I, I mean, the, the list goes on. Jorge Masvidal, et cetera. Now, my pick, I'll go ahead and let you know right off the bat, um, I did not vote for Coach Khabib. Um, I, I literally will be honest with you. I threw Coach Khabib in there almost as a joke simply because he – did not actually attend the fights. So it's hard for me to vote as him for coach of the year if he's not actually at the fights. But there's a there's a reason behind that, right? He doesn't want to go to the fights because if he goes to one fight, then he feels the need to go to all the fights for all of his guys, right? So essentially, he doesn't want to show bias. And uh, if he can't do it for everyone on his team, he doesn't want to do it for one person on his team. So I think that there's something very admirable about that. Um, that being said, did I vote for him? No, I did not. I voted for Eric Nixick in this one. Um, personally, that's who I thought should win this one. Um, I, I thought he should win it by a landslide, if I'm being completely honest with you all. But recency bias, um, fans have very, very different personalities and picks. So definitely not everybody picked the same folks as us. Um, no, no, I'm curious. Did you end up going with Nick sick on this one? I feel like this might be one of the few things we ever agree on. It literally is. I was just going to say, this is the first time we're agreeing tonight. Uh, maybe there's a few more under our sleeves. We'll see. But yeah, Eric Nixick to me seemed like the obvious choice. Uh, man, I mean, he absolutely just exploded onto the scene. I think in a big way, obviously with his work with Sean Strickland, um, getting to channel the best uh, version of Sean Strickland in that fight with Izzy Adesanya. Um, huge shout out, Austin. Martin, the boy. It's always Motello time, my friend, brother. Gotta stay hydrated. Brought to you by Modelo, as John Anik would say. Um, but yeah, Food I mean, gotta, with the fighting spirit. Gotta give, gotta give Eric Nixick his flowers, man. Dude's an absolute savage. I mean, when you look at him, it looks like he's probably the one coach that could actually still go in there and uh, beat you up as well. Dude looks ready to fight himself um, but he's building quite a camp there at extreme couture so i just want to give him the shout out for now having the champion on his roster there sean strickland uh, amongst chris curtis uh, a lot of other big names that uh, train there i mean comes out i've trained there for a little bit darren till made his way there um absolute savages man it's huge shout out to eric nixick man he had a great year yeah absolutely man he had a hell of a year um Everything that he was able to do with Francis Ngannou, everything that he was able to do, honestly, outside of the UFC, inside of the UFC, I, I just feel like just about anybody that this man coaches over there at Extreme Couture, 
they just start to do better. They genuinely start to show improvements. And I think that's wholeheartedly due to him as a coach. It says everything you need to know about him as a coach. Just want to say shout out to everybody here in the chat. Uh, Mad Max Meridian, Avage Avenues 11, Austin Martin, or is it Martin? Um, Leo Leach, <laughs> Miss Mary, like everybody here. We appreciate the hell out of you guys. So um, thanks for joining us tonight. Really, really appreciate it. And again, those are our picks. Uh, those are the fans' picks. Let's see. If either one of those actually ended up winning or uh, what the majority vote was. Well, there we go, folks. It is Coach Khabib, Khabib Nurmagomedov. Uh, I mean, what is there to say other than the the Dagestani legend himself? No bias here. Whoop, there it is. Hey, uh, no bias here, guys. Um, just happen to be wearing the shirt because it's, hey, it's new and I like it. So here's the thing. Um, Coach Khabib did receive the most number of votes. And as you know, we don't like to cheat the system here. This is actually one of the biggest landslide victories of any of the voting, which was very shocking to me. Um, Coach Khabib, guys, 23 votes compared to the closest one to him being Eric Nixick with 10. So Coach Khabib literally got twice as many votes. Average avenues. Look, bro, I, I typically would vote for Khabib on a lot of things. This isn't one of the things I voted for him on. I voted for Eric Nixick. I promise it's not rigged, um, but it is a popularity contest as most voting processes are. So uh, Coach Khabib won. It does feel like another Islam W for sure. But man, let's see. Let's see here in the chat. Everyone's flaming us right now. Damn, I'm a Khabib stand, and even I went Nixick. I'm a Khabib stand too, and I definitely went Nixick because Nixick should have won. But maybe it's all of our uh, San Jose crew or something. Maybe a lot of them are biased to the AKA team Khabib. But I mean, hey, let's let's uh, let's give credit where it's due, right? I mean, team Khabib and those Dagestani boys. They got Islam Makachev. That's one UFC lightweight champion, arguably the best fighter pound for pound right now. Hard to argue, hard to argue that one. Then uh, who's the second best fighter? Oh, I don't know. Maybe just uh, Uzman Nurmagomedov, the champion for Bellator. Another absolute dog, right? And let's just look at even the newest edition, who in one fight looked like an absolute world beater. And that's Bilal Muhammad, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, dude's got a roster there. I mean, if he, I mean, if you'd put his camp up against anybody else. It's a force to be reckoned with. So I, I do see maybe if you just look at the whole team together, right? And we're talking about maybe if I was a coach here and, and the training camp and and the 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 actual camp he can put forth and and the octagon work if he were there. I mean, boy, that's yeah, he's a he's a weapon. So shout out uh, Coach Khabib in this scenario, taking right after his papa. Gotta love it. Falling in Papa's footsteps. Absolutely, man. Uh, father's plan, as they say. And, you know, again, that, that's how the votes went, guys. Don't don't hate us. OK, just uh, send the way send the, the cookie crumbled to more of your friends. That way they vote for the right folks, I guess. I don't know. Um, it's the only way to game the system. So no rig voting here. Yeah. So, I mean, this is uh, no here, stolen ballots. Um, no, none of that foolery. 
maybe uh, maybe we'll get a better a better result in the next one here since i do feel like it is somewhat tied directly to best coach of the year we're talking about the best gym of the year here folks and um we we had some some input from the fans here let's see what they had to say set aside a lot of the past accomplishments of other gyms. Uh, this is one where a lot of these guys who have been around for a long time. Looking at the comp the accomplishments of this year, I think this one should probably go to Lobo Gym. Uh, they've got a lot of talent doing very big things in the sport, uh, making a name for themselves and really going out there and making statements with their performances. You've got the likes of uh, Alexa Grasso obviously winning the title. you got Irene Aldana. Uh, you've got Lupi Godinez, which in my opinion, female fighter of 2023. You've got Diego Lopez. Uh, so I think, I think for those reasons, Lobo Gym gets, gets best gym of 2023. Uh, the best gym, American Kickboxing Academy, AKA, uh, my pick as well. Shout out to San Jose. My best gym of 2023. I think for me this year, it has to be America's top team. They definitely did numbers this year. Man, there's a lot. There's a lot. Um, so look, Leo Leach, we don't rig the votes, but I'm also not going to put up a gym that I don't think deserves to even be part of the conversation. Killcliff, we're talking about a guy who drafts good fighters but doesn't actually teach them a whole lot. They learn a lot from each other. Come on. Everybody that knows me knows I am a big-time anti-Henry Hooft guy. Anybody who walks out on their fighter in the middle of a fight just deserves to never make these types of lists again. Um, it's despicable, folks. So who did I choose? Who did I go with in this one? Is that the question? Uh, I'll tell you. I'll tell you who I went with in this one. It was no easy pick. Uh, I'm just kidding. It was actually a very easy pick for me. Uh, I went with Extreme Couture on this one. I went with Extreme Couture on this one, and uh, I'll tell you why. The same reason I just gave for Eric Nixick. I think Eric Nixick should have won coach of the year because of everything that he did inside and outside of the octagon. Uh, things he did in the square circle with Francis Ngannou. He got him his biggest payday he's ever gotten in his entire life. Oh, and also he helped him go out there and beat the best boxer of our time. Yes, that's right. Beat. He beat Tyson Fury in that fight, folks. Um, you can at me on Twitter if you disagree. I'd love to have a debate with you about it any day of the week, folks. So that's my pick. I'm going with the folks at Extreme Code Tour. Nano, who was your pick? I'm throwing up the X here as well, man. I am Team Extreme Couture as well, brother. <clears throat> like you said, what Eric Nixick did in the boys. And and I want to even look at it this way as well, right? If, <clears throat> let's look at it in the sense that if you were a rogue free agent in the UFC world and you had to go to a gym for a camp and ensure you're going to be surrounded by the best, have the best way to get dialed in for said fight. I love that camp as well, man. I mean, Sean Strickland there. I mean, and people can hate on him all you want in terms of the antics or things he says um, outside of the octagon, which go watch that the Ovan podcast. You may change your opinion on that. Um, but aside from that, when you watch some of the behind the scenes of him in Extreme Couture as a captain, as a leader, as just a smart trainer fighter everything he's doing it shows it's it's because they're training well they're training smart but they're training hard and often right so i i do like that concept i do like their approach to the game 
Um, maybe not as often as a Sean Strickland. There's obviously not everyone's in there sparring, you know, f- four five, six times a week um, or different shades of that. But again, all things considered, again, I don't want to uh, keep digging this hole any deeper. I do agree with you. But man, I do think that Extreme Couture would be the camp. If I had to go choose to do a camp and make sure I'm going to come out the best, I think that's the one. No doubt about it. I mean, if that was the question, I would probably pick different just because, you know, firsthand experience, I'd go right back to AKA, baby. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Those are switching up now. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, and, and that being said, you we'll don't look at it right that way. Into it, um, and let's see who won. MMA Anomaly Show, No Filter Awards, Best Gym of the Year. Let's go. Extreme Kotor, baby. Extreme Kotor. Nice. Um, extremely, hey. extremely close voting on this one. Uh, it was neck and neck. Love to see it, man. Love I'm to extre- see the right folks win. I'm extremely happy about it. Yes. Goddamn right. Extremely happy about it. You can always count on those dad jokes here, folks. Absolutely. Always count on those. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, that was it. Uh, who came in second? You're not going to like Ooh. this building and it's okay. Neither did we, who came in second. It was city kickboxing. And then after that, it was a, uh, two way tie between American top team and American kickboxing Academy. America. Uh, yeah, yeah. uh, yeah, man. I don't, I, I don't know why city kickboxing came in second. doesn't make any sense to me at all. Um, I guess for the Israel Adesanya win early in the year, getting the the payback win over his his rival, the the arch nemesis in uh, Alex Pereira. But man, man, oh man, I uh, I'm at least glad that the right one won here. Extreme Couture for the win, folks. Not know anything else to add on that one. No, I mean, that was a stiff competition. Shout out Mad Max. He does have every reason to be frustrated as he puts the classic in the chat. Um, because, yeah, I mean, he had a good pick as well. Team Lobos over there. That gym's cooking up something as well. Alexa Grasso, Lupi Lupita Gomez, who had four wins this year. Diego Lopez mixing it up on the ground as a coach as well. Literally in the corner as a coach. Um, yeah, they're cooking up something as well down there. So they might be the up and comers of the year for sure. Um, but man, extreme couture had to get a little respect. Eric Nixick and the boys had to get a little some, some, maybe they are just the name that's in vogue right now, but throw up them X's man. Gotta love it. Had a great year. And gone knew what he did in the boxing world. I mean, not to sidestep too much, but gotta just look at that and say, man, tip your cap, give him his roses. That was one of the highlights, honestly, in all of fighting combat sports. For me, that was fantastic watching what he did. And that still shot of Nganu over um, Tyson Fury, almost Muhammad Ali-esque there over Sonny Liston. I mean, it was a thing of beauty, brother. So, yeah, Eric Nixick had a great year, obviously having his uh, fingerprints all over Nganu. But quick shout out to Francis, man. He had a hell of a year for himself, too. Absolutely solid year, man, all around for those guys. Uh, I mean, 
Yeah, I, I agree with the chat here. City kickboxing, I don't think belonged to in second place for sure, for sure. Um, yeah, dude. Let's just call a spade a spade here, as you know we like to on the No Filter Show. The right, the right gym won, and uh, that's enough to be thankful for, folks. That's enough to be thankful for. Now, these uh, these next couple ones, or the next few, are actually some of my personal favorites. So we've got the best host fight interview. This one is uh, near and dear to me. It's one of my favorites. Uh, I typically think that, you know, winning a fight is half the battle. It's what you say on the mic afterwards that makes it worth your while or honestly a, a wasted opportunity, a, a kind of a dud um, rather than a, a, a triumph. Uh, so let's see what the fans had to say about the best post-fight speeches of 2023, folks. Best post-fight interview. It's got to be Alexander P at 290. That was legendary. Uh, his dad is somewhere right now. Should be disgusted with himself uh, if he hasn't been already. Um, but yeah, my pick. Marab's post-fight speech over Piotr Jan uh, back in March. It was so early in the year. I feel like this one's getting overlooked a lot. But there was a lot of trash talk going up to this fight. Uh, Piotr Jan, obviously, with his past with Aljamain, but also... Had a little bit of a run-in with Marab, was talking some trash to him, uh, said something about not knowing his name, and called him a zero at one point. Uh, and and you could really tell it that sat heavy with Marab. And then after the fight, obviously cutting the promo, he starts screaming, "Who's zero now?" Uh, and it yeah, it got me, got me with the chills. So best post-fight goes to Marab. I'm gonna have to give that to Sean Strickland. He used his platform to say. How you're living your life matters way more than any title. Right after he won the title. That is selfless and awesome. We love you, Sean Strickland. Man, sheesh. There's a lot of good options here, man. I'm going to let you go ahead and take the lead on this one. Who did you vote for and why? Oh, boy. Everyone makes some great cases there, right? I mean, it's it's hard to, to pick just one. Uh, the one that I ended up going with, and for me, it just is the one that sticks out the most. Um, I love that Austin's excited about this one too. There, it was stiff competition, but if I'm thinking back on this year, and again, if you think about years past, I mean, there's Kamzat Chemaev, there's uh, Leon Edwards, the headshot bang, right? I mean, some of these, which that doesn't feel like two years ago now, but um, the one that sticks out to me, honestly, uh, is the Alex P, as uh, Jordan put him. Uh, in UFC 290, obviously wins the championship over Brandon Moreno. Tough fight, stiff competition. And um, shouts out his mother for raising him and his brothers and then kind of calling out his dad in a way, asking if he's proud of him now, if he's proud of him, dad. Uh, how do you not? I mean, how do you not? How does that not hit you right in the feels? Right. I mean, talk about a liver shot right in the in the gut feelings, man. It uh, hit you every bit way. And yeah, just raw emotions. Uh, but man, I mean, what Brandon Staley mentioned about Sean Strickland, I mean, I almost want to say in terms of the last like round or the last few minutes, even last minute, last 30 seconds of a fight, the emotions he displayed there, if we got a little bit of that in the post-fight speech, I probably would have said yes to that because his message was awesome. But boy, I mean, the and the emotions he had was, I mean, something just that like you just feel for him and you don't see often from fighters. But no, going Alex P here, uh, you're proud of me, dad. That's... 
the highlight of, of this year, in my opinion. What are your thoughts, brother? Are we in agreement again here? It's a rare occasion, folks. It's a rare occasion when me and the co-host actually agree with each other. Um, but this is one of those rare occasions. Uh, going to jump into the chat before I really give my breakdown here. So Leo Leach said, uh, you're a shit professor. Francis Ngannou to Tyson Fury. That's a solid option. Uh, Austin Martin said, excited for this one. Us two, man. Us two. Uh, J Red ten eighteen said, "Daddy issues." You already know, baby. That's Facts. our vote too. Uh, Leo Leach said, "Conor McGregor, you need to come back and fight somebody." Uh, Water Michael Chandler and <laughs> uh, Israel Adesanya come to daddy is also a great one in my opinion. Oh, that's and good last too. Last but not least, I will never let someone who beats off to cartoons ever beat me. Uh, true words have apparently never been spoken as Sean Strickland went out there and pretty much beat the brakes off of Izzy. Uh, so. That being said, who did I vote for and why? Well, I voted for daddy issues. Why? Because I've got daddy issues. Um, no, Alessandro Pantoja, he he went out there and he beat someone that I didn't think he was going to be able to beat um, in a championship setting. He did it not, not super decisively, but it was a war. It was a back and forth. The man went out there and bled his own blood. And uh, he still put it on him. He kept coming forward nonstop. Dude was just a, a, an onslaught, an oncoming force that was just seemingly unstoppable. So I had to vote for it. The emotions, just the raw, unfiltered emotions that we saw that night. I can honestly tell you, we were watching the fight in public. Uh, we got tickets to UFC Fan X, but not to the International Fight Week card because the overpriced tickets. And we were watching it in a sports bar full of burly guys. And I kid you not, Nano. Every single chef in that restaurant must have started just decided to cut onions at the same time because <laughs> grown men were tearing up, man. Grown men were tearing up. Either Absolutely. a lot of people's parlays hit with that one or a lot of people really got the message and it got to them. Uh, either way, without further ado, it's that time, folks. Let's find out who won the MMA Anomaly Show No Filter Award for best fight or best post fight interview. Man, let's go. <sighs> Love it when the right one wins, folks. Again, a very, very, very close one here. Um, very close one, guys. Uh, five votes separated these two. Um, and it was mostly these two that were up for it. Other than that, the other one that was kind of in the running was the Sean O'Malley. This is just the beginning of the sugar era. I'm running this shit till 2035, baby. Uh, which was also a very fun one, but it just didn't convey the same emotions. Like not at all. So I'm happy this one won. I think the right, the right option won. Um, but man, yeah, I, I don't know if you have anything else to add to that one other than the right thing happened, man. Absolutely. No, that was a fun one. Yeah, some some good uh, speeches after. Hopefully we see some more good ones. There are some different approaches, right? You can get aggressive. You can um, be excited. But yeah, if you hit the heart feelings, if you hit the heartstrings there, that always seems to be the the moneymaker. So huge shout out, Alan P Alex Vander Pandoja. Let's go, baby. <sighs> Love to see it. We love a good feel-good story. And, uh, you know, we love to see people that didn't have the easiest 
up upbringings uh, that are able to come back and just make it back in spades, man. And Alessandro Pantoja is definitely that guy. He's definitely someone that has been able to turn uh, nothing into something. And um, with that being said, this next one is the complete opposite. Uh, we're talking about the most cringe post-fight interviews of 2023, folks. From feel-good moments to feel-bad moments, you know how we do here on the No Filter Show. We're covering the good, the bad, and the ugly. And that means we are probably going to have to talk a little bit about Colby Covington. So, without further ado, let's see who the fans voted for on this one. Should be a good one. Uh, most cringe post-fight interview might actually be this one. But Anthony Joshua and his, his back, whatever that was about, uh, you're not carrying much. But if, if, by all means... Uh, take it upon yourself. My pick. Come on. That's going to Colby Covington. Dude, you got your ass whooped, Colby. What are you talking about? You don't have a scratch on you. Wipe your nose, bruh. It's funny because the guy who fought isn't the one that made it super cringe. It was the dude coming in from outside the octagon. And I think this one pretty clearly goes to uh, Dreykus's win over Robert Whitaker uh, was doing just fine in the post-fight interview and then of course they had to bring Izzy in uh, for those who know they know how that, that back and forth proceeded to go let's go this is some good choices <sighs> solid choices solid some choices cringe moments sure. this year some cringe moments you gotta love the cringe a little bit I mean just, just going into some of the options that we have there obviously um I can't I can't say the the words that are the reason um the Izzy one was weird uh because you know there was some race baiting going on and uh, I'm not trying to get canceled before we even start making it big this year you know um so we'll go ahead and skip on past that one but just know that if you haven't seen it um you can probably do yourself a favor and not watch it it was just very cringe exactly as the the category says the whole thing was very weird as Mad Max just said as i was saying it uh <laughs> so definitely very very cringe moment um that anthony joshua one if you don't watch boxing that was extremely cringe he grabbed the mic he faked having something wrong with his back and said that his back was killing him because he now has to carry the heavyweight division in boxing um you fight like once a year and 80 percent of the time you don't even fight the guy that everybody wants to see you fight or you got scheduled to fight so yeah yeah go find uh, ganu and tell me about that yeah go find find somebody let's see how your back feels there buddy uh so (laughs) moving into the next one my personal pick um colby covington colby chaos covington i mean nobody does cringe right quite like colby does right uh having a, a gash on your forehead and nose and saying the words i don't have a scratch on me this is the easiest fight of my life um, I don't know, dude. I don't. I don't really know that I have to go through a whole lot more breaking down and analysis to tell you why that's cringe. I mean, pre-fight, post-fight, during the fight, yeah, everything about Kobe's performance is pretty cringy. Unfortunately, not he's gonna, impressed with his performance. <laughs> he's got Henry Cejudo uh, going for his money here on most cringe man. That most deaf was a rough one for Colby this year. Absolutely. It was a pretty damn rough one for Colby this year. Um, And if you've got nothing else to add on that, then I guess we'll go ahead and without further ado, reveal the winner of the MMA Anomaly Show No Filter Award for most cringe post-fight interview of 2023. 
scratch on me. So, you know, a little, I'd like to get back to work early part of next year. For have a scratch on me it was the easiest fight of my uh my career here uh sheesh i Fucking did forget shit. about the bryce mitchell one that might have <laughs> that might have been my most cringe but just entertaining as well that one was up there it could have been I mean, both he, he did he did <laughs> say that like we need to show satan that he can't do anything against the power of jesus and you know, freedom and they're taking our land from but us you know. and, like, I mean, oh man Oh man, that was fantastic! Seeing a redneck iteration of William Wallace from Braveheart was not on my 2023 bingo card. Freedom. Uh, well, what happened to him after that? I got. Unfortunately, it's more top of mind. So similar to him, it got erased from my yes. memory. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Um, absolutely, we'll be going over that a little bit later in the show for sure. <laughs> so um, that's it, man. That was it. Most cringe one. Again, the right guy won. This was another one of those landslide ones. Um, 47.3% of the votes went to Colby Covington, guys. Um, to put that into perspective, the closest to it was 16.4% with uh, Manel Kopp, uh calling Kaikara France a little boy and a uh, F word that we haven't been allowed to say without flack since 1998. So... Um, and he said that F word a lot of times. So, uh, yeah, there was a lot of options. There was a lot of options, but man, Kobe took the cake folks. And, uh, I think, I think with good reason here, right? Uh, um, you're right about it. I know you're right about it. Now, after this one, we are going to go into, uh, not the funnest award category. In fact, this is one of my least favorite award categories every year. And that's, uh, most memorable retirement or best retirement of 2023. The reason I don't love this one is because it means that we got to watch a legend that we used to love a legend of yesteryear fade into yesteryear. Right. So um, that being said, we got some pretty solid uh, input from our fans on this one. Let's go ahead and see what they had to say about these retirements this, this year. Best retirement for 2023. Uh, we saw a lot of old dogs, leave their gloves in the octagon this year and of all of those the one that probably gave me the most feels as the kids would say would be the korean zombie chan sung jung uh i think there was maybe only one retirement this year where the entire crowd was singing as the guy came out and basically crying uh as he left the octagon and uh, i think that goes to the zombie i don't i don't remember seeing anything else that had that kind of impact um, that kind of emotional attachment to it uh, as far as retirements go for 2023. This is not a joyous occasion, but it is joyous to see them go out on top. Uh, Robbie Lawler, the big dog, my pick. I'm going to give this one to Ruthless Robbie Lawler. This dude put on some of the best fights of all time. I have never not been entertained when I saw that man walk into the octagon. I'm not going to lie. I cried when I saw him cry, and I know you did too. We will miss you, Robbie Lawler. Thank you for the incredible memories. Korean Zombie, baby. I think when he retired, that one hurt me. You know, he I watched him throughout his career, just from how he was from uh, a young rook to where he was able to produce numbers on there. I'd, I'd have to go with the man, Chance Sung, Korean Zombie, baby. That one hurt me. You could tell old TM was still hurt, man. He was uh he was he was choking back the tears there, man. Um He definitely was, uh he was a little choked up, you could tell. 
Weren't we all? <laughs> weren't we all during that one? We all um, oh, yeah. He's going to lead out the gates and let you know that's the one that got my vote. I definitely voted for uh, Zomber. Zomber. So, uh, you know, I, I, I thought that was a. It was a sad one, right? It wasn't maybe the best retirement in the world, but it was it was one of my favorites just because it was time. And, um, you know, he went out on his shield as he always does. And it, there were there were moments in that fight where he looked like he could actually end up getting our guy out of there, our guy Max. So um, hell of a card, hell of a fight, and hell of a retirement. Whole crowd was singing along with him, his, his song. Uh, so... Yeah, man. Solid pick. Solid Absolutely pick. Absolutely love that one. Uh, intrigued to hear what your vote was and uh, kind of why the the one you voted for resonated with you. Yeah, yeah. And and I'm going to cheat a little bit on this one. Although I couldn't submit two of them, I do want to talk about two fighters that did retire. The one I ended up choosing was the one who left her shield out on both of her shields in the octagon. That was Amanda Nunes. Went out on top. Uh, just an absolute dominant performance. Legendary career. Um, was very sudden, I think, although it wasn't as emotional as the next fighter I'm going to talk about here and give his roses. Um, but Amanda Nunes, man, huge shout out. I mean, what a what a career, um, what a performance to go out on and to do it on her terms. Um, I get it. You know, no, no other motivations. She did everything to be done. Uh, and yeah, huge shout out here. We're going to miss her a ton. Maybe she'll make her way back. Who knows? Um and then last but certainly not least, man, Robbie Lawler. I mean, you want to talk about just pure performance to go out on top to showcase a little bit of that vintage Robbie Lawler, the brawler that we used to see back in the day. And we're talking about when he used to have hair, ladies and gentlemen. He did have hair back in the day, and he was an absolute savage. I mean, you want to talk about uh, at the early stages of the UFC, um, early stages of fighting when, hey, you just have an absolute athletic freak in here that loves to get down and is not going to shy away has a gas tank like no one else. And as tough as freaking nails. That was Robbie, the Lawler brawler. He was an absolute fucking dog. Junkyard dog. Savage dog, man. That was who he was. And that was how he went out as well. Getting out another dog in uh, Nico price. I mean, what a legendary performance it was. It was emotional. You even got a little bit of emotion from Robbie, which you never really see. Um, but it was great. I mean, it was even fun to go back and rewatch. He was soaking it in. I think he literally got into the Hall of Fame for his fight um, with um, our boy, the legend. Uh, why am I blanking on his name right now? Uh, Carlos Condit. That one as well, but no, with um, Matt Brown. Uh, no, it was it was his fight with. Uh, it was for the t- not for the title, where his lip was oh! busted up. Yes, 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 yes. Roy McDonald. Roy, Mac, Roy McDonald. Roy Mac, bro. Legend back in the day. That fight, one of the best of all time. Um, so, Rory like Mac. Brandon said, I mean, every performance he's been out there, it's never never been disappointed. Win, lose, or draw. He leaves it all out there, man. Getting to miss Robbie nice. the Brawley Lawler. They don't make him like him anymore, man. He's He was one of one. That dude. Hall yeah, of he, Famer. He's uh he's built like a fucking rock, bro. He is carved of stone for sure. Uh, welcome to the chat, Pat Modi. I, I think this is time to do a shot as well. I mean, this feels I think, appropriate. I think this is definitely a time to do a shot, my guy. Um, I mean, what better time than to, to do a shot for these folks? Leaving it all out there on the octagon for us. We're talking blood, sweat, tears, and sacrificing years, folks. Um, Literally, I need, to, I need to I need to coin that that phrase. That was solid. <laughs> that is good. 
added to the tears and sacrificing years. Um, he is exactly what Tico Tech LLC said. And shout out to you for being in the chat as well, my guy. And thanks again for the late Christmas gifts. Like those were absolutely incredible. Uh, oh, yeah. Me and the fiance both absolutely appreciate it. Um, for, for the viewers, I'll tell you one of the things he got me. It's a Jack Dempsey book, brother. Like, oh, Dempsey. The boy. You know what I'm saying? I'm somehow That's a good read. Slicker, baby. Uh, That's so, a good read. So, I'm excited. Since we're talking about legends, retiring, etc. Um, yeah. Great timing. Absolute gladiator of Robbie Lawler and absolute gladiatorial career. Cheers to you. Cheers to, to all the legends that retired this year. Zombie. What a year. What a year. What a year. What a year. Brings what a, a year. tear to my eye. It was a year that was definitely filled with sadness, sorrow, but also triumphs and and great victories for some of these fighters. So without further ado, we are going to jump into the winner of the MMA Anomaly Show No Filter Award for Retirement of the Year 2023. Let's go. The gladiator himself, man. Love it. He was crying in that picture. You can't really tell. He still looks tough, was. but he was crying. Was. Um, Tears of joy. Yeah. That's not someone that you would call out for crying for sure in person because he would murder you. Uh, so No, I would try to hug him, though, for some reason. No, not yeah, really, absolutely. but I would, I would try and hug him. The bro hug. The bro hug. Yeah. yeah. At least at least a bro hug. I'd try and slip it in there like, oh, so brother, bring it in. Bring I tried it in, to brother. I try to do the quick one, right? You get in, you just go right for the hug. Like, nah, yeah, no, you drop that. You drop that hand. You, you do more of the, the, the high five slash I'm going in brother. Like I'm, Oh yeah. I'm making it known. Boom. Yeah. Get the double, yeah. get the double whammy. The, the double switcheroo. Bring oh, yeah. bear oh, yeah. style. I feel oh, it. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. Got to. Maybe you do a little connection. He might be old school. He might be more of a connection kind of guy. Get that kind of Arnold oh, and, dude, uh, and you Apollo used to have Creed. The, the loudest connections I've ever heard in my entire life. Dude, when it, comes to, it used like, to echo those always. Oh, bro, legendary! I think people called this out on it a few times. There were multiple times. Say, it was there, like, were, there were at least three times yeah. where we went to happy hour afterwards, and like people that weren't in our group were like, "What the fuck was that?" Like, oh, like it's just a connection that you don't understand, dude. By dude, thunder. That is. Oh, yeah, um, Light, lightning just struck right now. A little thunder, a little lightning, baby. So Pat Bodie said in the chat, imagine if TKZ had won and went out like that. Was still great. Um, they shouldn't have matched him up against Max, but I do agree. Would have would have been cool. Should have put him up against anybody else. <laughs> but let me let me ask you this. When's the last time you saw Max get rocked the way that he got rocked in that fight? He did get hit pretty hard. He still had it up until the very end, dude. Yeah, he got hit uh, pretty he hard. To see it. No, he he said he was leaving it all out there, and he did. He went down face first, unfortunately, but it was uh, it was a great performance. Went out on a shield. Yeah, you absolutely love to see it on his terms. Um, yeah, same with Robbie Lawler. I mean, vintage performance. And same with freaking Amanda Nunes, man. She went out the way she started, just beating the girls up, man. She's boy, oh boy. I don't even know. It's, it's to the point where it's like they, I mean, they may 
not even have one of those divisions that she had. It was just she was just so dominant. Not that many girls at that weight. It's uh, it's crazy. She basically shut down the whole division. <laughs> she absolutely did, man. Um, and and her ability to defend both at the same time. You got to appreciate that. Not a lot of people oh, are mean, doing that. I don't know that we'll ever see that kind of dominance across one weight class, more or less two weight classes. Um, That's fast. In women's MMA again. So um, without further ado, with that being said, guys, uh, we're going to go ahead and jump into one that I'm very excited about. Um, we didn't get any... Uh, any additional video submissions for this one? This was kind of a last minute one that me and Nano basically just kind of went through the nominations here ourselves and chose. Uh, but we also thought that it made a lot of sense. Now, there was a, a number of other nominees that we talked about that didn't make it on the final four list that you'll see here in the reveal. But Breakthrough Commentator of the Year. Um, we'll actually just talk about our pick afterwards since you're going to obviously see it in the big reveal here. So without further ado, the MMA Anomaly Show No Filter Awards Breakthrough Commentator of the Year Right, like, don't get me wrong. I love John Morgan. I love Ben the Bay Davis. Even CM Punk was in talks a little bit. Like he's done a really great job on the microphone, really flexing the mouthpiece this year, uh, while also making his big return uh, to to you know the bigger wrestling stage here. So, Sanko, as Pat Modi said here in the chat, was absolutely spectacular. Um, she does a fine job of providing the excitement that John Anik typically provides while also providing the actual detailed breakdown and analysis that can rival that of a Michael Bisping, a Daniel Cormier, a Dominic Cruz. Um, she's basically Dominic Cruz with a far more exciting voice and uh, seeming like she just seems like she's more excited to be there doing the job. I think this is something that's been a long time coming. I think Laura Sanko has always done a really great job interviewing the fighters post fight in Dana White's contender series, as well as the commentary she's been able to provide on that. But I think it's, it's high time that we see her on more pay-per-views or pay-per-views in general for the UFC, um, utilizing her full scale of talent. I love that brother. Yeah. Um, just to kind of add my two cents here, I uh, want to give her her flowers. Wish I give, give, give them to her in person, but fortunately that won't happen. Um, but until then, no, uh, all jokes aside, Laura Sanko, absolute savage. She's phenomenal, very professional, very good with the microphone. Uh, and yeah, I mean, honestly, it's a way I like to think of it is it feels like she's a good, happy medium in between that Joe Rogan, where it's knowledgeable, like she knows what she's talking about. She's not only fought herself, but she's been training jujitsu for a long time. So she knows the positioning she's shares the excitement that joe does especially in his early days able to kind of have that slick fast talk that you need as they're moving positions very fast but again she's genuinely excited to uh, breaking it down and then she has that little bit of dc that little bit of down to earth that that uh i mean frankly just a a, a female voice which uh, you know you don't maybe we're not used to hearing but who doesn't love to hear that right and again when she's knows what she's talking about 
And like I mentioned, I mean, as Joe Rogan being where he is, who knows how much longer he's going to be doing this, like he's mentioned, or maybe just add another seat there with John Anik, maybe taking a step back as just the the main guy, but maybe add a Senko in there as well with the DC, with the Joe Rogan. Um, maybe DC is just kind of there for fun or even just try you try Joe and uh, Senko. I mean, again, she's certainly in the conversation there. Love Bisbing, love Dominic Cruz, love Felder, love all these other guys. But if I'm being honest, I mean, give me some more Sanko, brother. Yeah, serve it up, man. If you serve us uh, Sanko on a mic, bro, I'm eating that all day. Like, uh, it's just a fantastic option. She she brings a lot of excitement to the cards, and she also brings a lot of actual high-level commentary. I, I mean, just everything in general that she does, I think, is, is fantastic. I'm here for it, and uh, I'd like to think that most of, if not all of, the rest of the fans are here for it, too. So... Well-deserved, well-earned. Uh, congrats, Laura Sanko, for being Breakthrough Commentator of the Year here on the MMA Anomaly Show No Filter Awards. And uh, we have one more category that we did not receive uh, fan video votes for. This is one that we strictly did as a Twitter poll uh, because, fittingly enough, it is MMA Twitter Personality of the Year. And uh, we were able to actually get an acceptance speech from the winner of this one. So... Uh, We'll, we'll go ahead and just play these two real quickly for you before we move into the next category. So without further ado, the MMA Anomaly Show No Filter Awards MMA Twitter Personality of 2023 Award. Hey, what's going on, guys? Ben the Bane Davis here, and wanted to give a big thank you for uh, all 24 people that cast the votes this year. It was a, a very competitive pool. I believe I notched about 12 or 13, and thankfully that was enough to get it done. So we will be taking home that personality of the year. I think it might be the only thing I've won in 2023. Uh, so very happy about that. But thank you again. I appreciate it a ton. And uh, next year, we're going for the two-peat, so stay tuned. Let's go, Bain. Uh, picking up a victory there late in 2023. He needed it. Uh, he go. had a handful of losses. But, boy, we love to hand out victories here. We like to hand out Ws. And, Dubs. Uh, you know, me and, me and Ben have been mutual followers of each other for, gosh, the last like year, year and a half now. He's always been a class act, in my opinion. Very, very nice guy. He did end up winning on the actual votes, which, I'll be honest, was surprising to me because Mac Malley, Kaposa, like Kaposa has 76,000 followers. Mac Malley has at least twice to three times as many as Ben the Bane Davis. But it's it's not about how many people you know. It's about the types of people you know and who's going to go go to vote for you, literally. Who's going to go to bat for you? And uh, that's what we saw happening for Ben the Bane Davis. His, his fans, his friends, they were coming out of the woodworks. They were all voting for him. They were hammering at home and making sure that, in their opinion, the right man won, the right man took home the trophy. Um, and I, I personally do think that, uh, you know, it, it's not a bad option. I do think that he's one of the funnier, if not the funniest person on MMA Twitter. Shout out Mac Malley. Um, he is probably one of the most comedic people I follow. Uh, especially if you're a fan of MMA, he makes some very, very on par and on brand jokes. Um, Nano, do you think the right man won this one? 
I do, brother. I do. Uh, ultimately, ben, uh, ben the Bane Davis, like you mentioned, man, obviously a, a personal favorite of ours here in our community uh, here at the MMA Anomaly Show. But yeah, man, I mean, if you <laughs> we got to let the work speak for itself. I mean, you check him out on the X or Twitter, as us old folk likes to call it. Um, but dude's hilarious. He's got some great content, man. We're worth the follow. Uh, and yeah, there are some great personalities out there. I mean, another one that to me sticks out is uh, just Nina Marie. Um, obviously some of the interviews she's done with the fighters always cracks me up. That's another lighthearted, fun follow. Um, again, trying to play both sides of the fence here, get maybe the male winner, then maybe the female winner in my book. Um, just an excuse to give another person their flowers, but yeah, shout out, uh, Ben Davis, man. Um, Ben, the Bane Davis. Um, yeah, again, (laughs) I'm, I have his, uh, ex up here as we speak and it's pretty funny. I mean, uh, it's, it's quite distracting. I better exit out here before I, uh, go down this rabbit hole, but worth the follow for sure. (laughs) Shout out Leo Leach. This guy, it's like five 30 AM for him right now. And he's still lurking in the chat and we hell of appreciate it. Love it. (laughs) Got a boy. Let's love to see it, man. Um, hope tomorrow's an easy day for you because Lord knows we're keeping you up late tonight, my guy. <laughs> uh, we were going to go ahead and continue moving right on along here. So let's see here. What is the next one we have? What is the next award that we are going to be going through? Well, I'll tell you, it's one of my favorite ones. Uh, definitely one of my favorite ones every year because this one is one where it's not a necessarily always a new name, but it is a name that might be fresh on your radar because this folks is the most improved fighter of the year 2023. And before we jump in with our picks, let's see what the fans had to say. Most improved fighter. Brendan Allen is definitely a a really big one. I think the way that he showed that he's not just great on the, uh, you know, standing, especially from where, how, where and how he came into the league, Uh, you know, losing a couple fights, but then coming back in and just really kind of taking over the show. So Uh, most improved fighter. Song Yadong. Um, backstory for that one. It's my pick. It's his pick, folks. It's his pick. You heard it here first. Uh, one thing you can bet on with Jordan is uh, if, if he's making a pick, it's his pick. Uh, so, <laughs> no, that's no. his pick. That's his pick. Who do you think was the most improved fighter of 2023? Dude, there's a few good ones, right? Like, I mean, honestly, when you just look at some of the options real quick, I mean, Song Yadong had a great year, right? Armand Sarukin had a great year as well. Two young up-and-coming fighters that almost to me feel like they're still going to be getting better, right? So maybe we're a year ahead on those boys. So I, my actual pick was Brendan Allen Allen because, frankly, man, I just think he's an absolute dog. Like we talked about on the show, brother, we are all in on him around these pots. And uh, the Louisiana boy, I mean, he just he does everything right, right? He's someone you want to root for. Um, also had a great post-conference speech where he brought his daughter in there, asked her who won the fight. She said, Daddy. That was pretty cute. Um, but yeah, you mentioned you, you're throwing up the rear naked choke. He has a few of those in a row. Um, dude's an absolute savage, man. So he, I think to me, no, no big deal. Only four out of his last five fights by way of rear naked choke. Uh, nuts. Yeah. Choking out these grown men from behind. Come on now. Um, yeah, man. I mean, he, to me, had the most improvements, made the biggest statement. Again, all of these uh, fighters had a great year. And I do want to shout out the female fighter here as well. Ar- Ariana Lipsky. I mean, absolute savage. She had quite a year. 
hell of a performance her last outing. Lupita Gomez winning four times again. I mean, I want to keep shouting her out. There is a lot of stiff composition in this category. Uh, we're spoiled rotten with the amount of uh, young, blossoming, talented fighters here up and coming. But I got to go Brendan all in, man. I just feel like he made the biggest statement and he is like locked and load, ready to go right now. Not that anyone else isn't, but give me Brandon Allen, Allen. Who's your big brother? Are we in agreement again here? Did you bias against your uh, your hometown boy? You know we're in agreement again, man. I had to, I had to go for the hometown hero, Brandon Allen, Allen. He went out there, he got it done uh, multiple occasions, and you know I uh, I made money off this fighter uh, this year. I was up units because of Brandon Allen, Allen. And they made it easy. Ozmakers don't like him for some reason. And I fucking love that they don't like him because it makes me money. Uh, so please, by all means, Ozmakers, continue betting against this young man and continue being wrong because he is the future. He is here to stay and he is vastly improved. Um, not sure how he's improving so much at Killcliffe. Uh, I, 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 have a weird sneaking suspicion. He's actually making these leaps and strides when he's training back home in Louisiana with uh, Dustin Poirier at the home gym. But you know, uh, that's, that's neither here nor there. I just simply think that he has done the most to showcase his improvements this year over the opponents that he's beat and the way that he's been able to beat them. So, um, you know, with that being said, I'm, I'm not going to waste any time here. I'm not going to lollygag around. It's time folks. The MMA anomaly show, no filter awards, most improved fighter of 2023. Old B. Allen, baby. Let's All go. In. Sheesh. Yeah, baby. We out Yerby. here. Yerby, we out here, baby. We out here. I love it, man. Um, Everyone was deserving, but yeah, that was fantastic. Shout out, Brandon. There's a lot of really, really great, great options here. Uh, most improved. I thought Ariane Lipsky deserved a major shout out there. Um, she's someone that yeah, I man. think has severely showcased what she's been able to improve upon. And, uh, I think it's the total package with her, but I mean, it's really, really hard to put up a better option than Brandon all in Allen. I think the right person won. Um, I don't think we need to dwell on it a whole lot. I I just truly am excited to see what's next for the kid. Facts. Yeah, man. I don't know if he's booked yet. I feel like maybe we should have, I should have done a little research on that, but coming off that recent win against Paul Craig, I don't think he's just recently booked him. Yeah, there's Tori. Uh, here we go. Marvin a day Tory. ago. Jeez. Yep, there's some all the way to Mordor, bro. I hear he's gonna I hear he's trying to take the belt from Mount Doom. Um <laughs> it's gonna be a five rounder. Oh, yeah. so this might is a fight night, 240. Headlining it's a, it's April 9th. No April Fool's joke here, ladies and gentlemen. It's gonna be yeah, in the, the apex. For my birthday. Let's go. Show right in all yeah. Damn, Vittori, man. This is a banger. This is a good litmus test, man. So Let's see Let's if we see get him. Indeed. If we get positive odds on Brandon Allen, Allen, I might have to. I might have to partake. Huh? A little partake on a parlay. Hey, you uh, you bet against him in that. Uh, hey, 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 take it easy. Want you take it easy? Okay. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I was I, worried I, about I it. Of a time trying to convince you on that one. People don't forget. 
in sixth grade, dude. People don't forget. People don't forget. Uh, look, I mean, you know that. absolutely beast. Absolutely beast. Excited for that, Leo, though. Here we go. Leo Leach said most improved Sean Brady. Come on, bro. Go to bed. You're delusional at this point, young man. I mean, um, he did beat Kelvin, but that was, I mean. Average Avenues, let's go. Allen by sub all fucking day. Average Avenue. Yeah. I remember when I used to sit and talk with you about the UFC fights, too. (laughs) We were both too old, but it felt so right. Betting all day, staying up all night. You come for the award show, but you stay for the music. So, folks, I absolutely love this guy. I think he's got just future star written all over him. And I'm I'm very excited for this Marvin Vittori fight. I'll tell you that. Now, moving right into the next one. Related, but not quite related. Kind of related, but still a little different. We're talking about the rookie of the year, folks. Um, not to be confused with, you know, Star Wars and the Wookiee of the year. Uh, this is the rookie of the year, folks. We're talking about someone that made their UFC debut in 2023 and had the best year as a rookie in 2023 now let's hear what the fans had to say before we jump in with our picks uh rookie of the year bo not a dime not a penny not a quarter bo nickel my pick for rookie of the year this one was very easy for me and it's bo nickel if he was on any list i would vote bo nickel not only do i think he's the best wrestler in the ufc right now I think he could beat any middleweight in the world right now. You guys are going to see it. Bo Nickel is going to be an undefeated, pound-for-pound, best-in-the-world middleweight champion. And we get to see the beginnings right now. Rookie of the year, this one was a hard one for me, man. Um, Bo Nickel, baby. I think Bo Nickel is going to show people why wrestling is the number one way to, to dominate in any sport, in any time. Man, Bo, not a dime, not a quarter, not a penny. Bo Nickel, folks. You know, Bo Nick, man. It's a good Bo choice. Mother flubbing a nickel. Um, how do you bet against him, right? Like Brandon said, if he's on the list, how do you how do you not mark that box, right? Dude, I'm telling you, I, I, just, uh, I, mean, I, I think Bo Nickel all day, man. I'll let you take the lead here, but yeah, I think Bo Nickel is definitely the rookie of the year. Um, I mean, the only close second. In my opinion, is is got to be, you? you know, what I'm saying, Mr. Diego Lopez himself. Um, other than that, like Joe Pfeiffer puts up a, a, an arguable, a, an, an, an arguable point, but I mean, it's it's between those two, man. Yeah, I mean, Ikram Aleskarov as well also had the three wins. I mean, Jonathan Almeida had a great year, although he's not necessarily a rookie. I would say, right? We got to talk about new people on the scene and uh, people that fit that bill. And Diego Lopez, man, huge shout out. I mean, he proved that he's an absolute dog. But I got to say, I'm so sorry because I'm not picking you for this award. Uh, I do think it is going to be Bo Nickel, though. I mean, again, it's obvious. I mean, dude, ever since he came out the Contender Series, was hyped up, but he is mean the expectation. And yes, we know we, you know, he's who's he been fighting? I mean, who knows, right? I mean, let's fair. It, but he's now getting a proven test. Against Cody Brundage. Yes, he's not a top 15 guy, but he is a legitimate, legitimate contender here in the middleweight division. Uh, so this will be another good litmus test for, again, a young up-and-coming Dow who has the proven background of a strong uh, 
strong wrestling pedigree, right? I mean, the dude is absolutely uh, just spectacular when it comes to the wrestling game. And and when you look at his striking in the last few fights, I mean, it's it's hard to make a case that, you know, he's making those strides, right? He's a perfect example of that new age of UFC fighter, right? He, he specializes in a discipline, whether it's jujitsu, whether it's wrestling, whether it's kickboxing or Muay Thai. He's coming in with a specialization and now he's adding to that specialization and, and putting all the puzzle pieces together and he knows how to train he knows how to be a pro again he was a, a national champion at, at, at penn state someone that was trying to qualify for the olympics i mean dude's up there he's next level so all things considered man it, like brendan said man he might be a future champion if not this year could be the next but sky's the limit for the kid well, I got to go ahead and address something that was said in the chat here. Average Avenue's 11 coming in with the hitch tonight, folks. He says, I like to call him Lobo Nickel because of his first fight. Oh, <laughs> solid, solid. He definitely landed a low blow in that first fight. I was definitely multiple. not a fan of that. Yeah, uh, yeah multiple. Uh, that's how I ended up getting that beautiful takedown secured. So, uh, yeah, man. I, I also have to go into the chat here and say there's a lot of, you know, hype being thrown out for Ikram Aliskarov. Uh, two fights this year, debut this year, two first round KOs this year. Hard to argue. I mean, definitely solid. But I mean, Joe Pfeiffer had two finishes too, right? Uh, Bo Nickel had multiple finishes too. So again, it, it's hard to say. And Bo Nickel is not only someone where he's getting the finishes, but he's someone where the UFC is very, quite obviously pushing him as a future star. And that definitely means something. So, um, you know, we're here for it. And I definitely voted for Bo Nickel, but man, I, I wouldn't have been mad with any of those folks winning. Honestly, there was a lot of good options this year. Um, like I said, we had over 60 rookies make their debut in the UFC this year. And like 60, I, there was like 140 of them and 61 of them won. So really, really solid prize pool of these new fighters to watch. And it makes me that much more excited for the future of mixed martial arts. Um, so that's our rookie of the year. Again, we are going to keep on just steamrolling through these folks. Guys, the next one is an interesting one. I had to throw it in there because this year warranted it more than any other year uh, prior. And that is the WTF finish of 2023, a.k.a. the what the fuck finish of 2023. What do the fans have to say, Nano? The what the fun times finish of 2023, a.k.a. WTF finish of the year. I got to go Zach Reese versus Cody Brundage uh, simply because my pick. The what the F finish of 2023. This is a big one. I would definitely have to go into that Errol Spence Jr. versus Terrence Crawford. The amount of uh, publicity that I got, you know, the amount of fame that I got for TC just to show that he's levels above everyone else in terms of fighting style. Got to give it to him. Uh, and yeah, I think in terms of, uh, you know, being the champ that he is, that was the what the F for me too. Because again, I thought Errol Spence was the dude. The dude. The dude. The dude. Oh, man. There's a, <laughs> the there a lot of WTF finishes here. Uh, a, lot of, a lot of really highly voted WTF finishes here as well. Um, some of the top voted ones here were... Uh, We'll give you the top four. We had Bruno Fajeda against Gregory Robocop Rodriguez. That nice short hook. Uh, feels like it happened years ago at this point with all the action we've seen since then. Errol Spence Jr. obviously coming in against Terrell, uh, Terrence Crawford. 
that was my most fruitful night of the entire year as far as sports betting goes. Um, that one came in at third place. Uh, not going to tell you where the rest of these sit, but the other two that are on the list are Zach Reese and Cody Brundage and Dracar Close versus Joe Selecki for equally the same reason in being uh, two slam knockouts that happened back to fucking back. Uh, so, oh, look at that. Would you look at the chat? Average Avenue's 11. Thank you. The slams back to back was crazy. Yeah. You are not lying, my guy. Not Couldn't a- agree more. Tell us how those made you feel. Couldn't agree more. Yeah, I think that was definitely the ultimate uh, what the French toast moment for me. So maybe that second uh, of the slam KOs maybe was the more just like, what are we what are we doing here type moment, um, in my opinion. So either of those choices would have been valid for my uh, for my vote. Uh, I think that's where I ended up leading. I think I might have went with the Drakkar close, mostly just because he stole the show with his post fight speech as well, saying I'll take the easiest fight possible. Um, but again, I want the French toast moment most definitely. Um, I'm trying to think off the top of my head, maybe anything else that's not on there. You know, what else was a WTF moment was, uh, Dylan Dennis and, uh, Logan Paul's <laughs> boxing event was definitely a WTF moment. Um, Nate Diaz choking out Jake Paul, another WTF moment. Uh, I don't know if you have any others that you can think of off the top of your head that you can just recall that were like, what, what the heck was that? Um, yeah, those are definitely some though. Those are my picks. Yeah, I mean, the, the <laughs> biggest ones were, were definitely the, those, those ones that were in the chat there, uh, or, or rather in the votes. Um, yeah, I, I personally thought that, uh, there was a lot of WTF moments of, of 2023, but I feel like the WTF finishes. We, we did a pretty good job putting all on the list. Um, yeah, I, for, for me personally, the one that I voted for was definitely uh, Zach Reese versus Cody Brundage, the slam KO. I, uh, I had to do it, man. Like Cody Brundage was heavy dog in that one. Um, a lot of people thought he wasn't a dog. They just thought he was an underdog. Uh, and, a lot of people were really high on Zach, uh, yourself included. You had a oh, fucking yeah. man crush on him. I Literally, did. Uh, pretty sure Amy had to step in in one of the off frames to wipe your drool off the desk there, buddy. Uh, <laughs> Still do. Okay. I'm not, I'm not losing all hope on him. But yeah, I thought he was going to run straight through our boy Cody Brennage, but that was a lie. <laughs> that was false. <sighs> Yeah, dude. Uh, it, it was a, it was a fun fight for as long as it lasted. But man, I tried to tell people, Cody got that dog in him, man. Whether you like it or not, whether you believe it or not, he's got that dog in him. And I do agree, the bum family was very what the fuck. But at the same time, average avenues. Would you believe me if I told you, Terrence McKenney is very similar to Superman in one way, if one way only. The way that Superman has a, a just a crazy vast weakness to uh kryptonite when it comes to our guy terrence mckinney he has the craziest weakness to flying knees anytime somebody throws a flying knee that's the only time he's ever been knocked out by flying knees um and with that one he didn't even have his mouthpiece in he had already lost his mouthpiece so it was just a a knee to the face with no mouthpiece doesn't feel good uh i can't even tell you that it would feel good but with a mouthpiece so my guy my guy, uh, though that one was a crazy one. I don't think it was as crazy as the slam KOs. <sighs> Are we ready? Are we ready to unveil the pick here? 
I think so. I think it's time. Oh, it's time for the MMA Anomaly Show No Filter Award for the WTF finish of 2023. just that picture alone you're like oh boy you know a world of hurt is <laughs> right in store right around the corner for our boy just so lucky there getting dropped on his head very oh. hard um yeah man I, I think again i i feel like if if either of the knock the, the slam knockouts would have won i would have been happy with it because like they both deserve the win folks like those were insane fucking knockouts and we've seen one in the last like five six years we saw two in 20 fucking minutes guys so come on like that was just a a wtf moment if i've ever seen one in the entirety of my life and i think that's why i deserve to win um again i would have been happy with either of those winning guys we are we are nearing the end here all right we are trucking right through i really thought that we were going to have a hard time keeping it within the the two to two and a half hour range just because we have like 18 awards to go through in total but i mean we're down to the last four at this point i think so home stretch y'all hey let's go it's been a fun year a lot of good stuff yeah we appreciate y'all sticking around or if you're watching this later, we'll have all the time stamps and you can zoom on through. And hey, thanks for catching up. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Shout out Nano for uh, owning, taking down the timestamps for us. We should hope to have those on all the future videos moving forward. So uh, yeah, man, trying to step up our game every year. Uh, and we appreciate you guys tuning in and, and being here for the growth. So jumping into the next one, this is probably my favorite or at least top three for me uh, of awards that we're going to give out here in the entirety here. So here we go. Um, Guys, this next one is the best walkout of 2023. Okay. Um, Very, very excited to unveil the winner of this one. I personally think that it's uh, just an incredible winner. And uh, let's go ahead and hear what the fans had to say before we uh, let Nano tell you who he voted for. Uh, most iconic walkout come on gotta bounce it back again korean zombie anytime i heard zombie zombie that crowd was crazy so i uh i think that was probably one of my favorite ones of definitely 2023 i think that was insane uh most iconic walkout song gotta be colby covington by way of kurt angle kurt angle got this one for him my pick for most iconic walkout song, it's probably no surprise, but I'm going to go with Shooka Sean O'Malley. He proved that he is what he said he is. A superstar. Hey. A lot of good options there. Nano, who did you vote for and why? Oh, man. I mean, there were some good epic walkouts this year, but I, I'm a homer. And I like how Brandon Staley said it, brother. Leapfrog here. It's short and sweet. He is who he says he is, right? If you are what you say you are, superstar. First off, banger of a song. I have no fear. The camera's here. 
and the night we roll, we roll, oh, 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 yeah, oh, mic check one, two, no. Uh, I mean, he's made that song iconic again, right? That was pretty legendary, brother. It's a fun melody. It, it was, it was totally sugar, and obviously the performance backed up behind it. I mean, it was all things considered. I, I'm, I'm including all of those extra uh, facets to this pick, right? It's, it's the statement he made going in, the 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 statement he made in the octagon, and then now when I think of this year, there are a few people that are synonymous with songs, but now sugar's that new one that. You think of Sugar Sean, you think of Superstar now. That's kind of his new anthem. So I'm leaning that way as well. But I think we're finally going to have to... Are we finally in a disagreement here? Are you going a different direction? You're both sailing a different way? I mean, for me, I uh, I got to go with... Somber, somber. Uh, it's it's that's tough fair. not to, man. Like, that's it, just, fair, uh, it, it just... It brought tears to my eyes. It brought chills to... To my body, it brought goosebumps. It raised the hairs on my arms. Like it was genuinely one of the most spectacular moments I had ever witnessed as a fan. Um, yeah, I just, I, I absolutely, absolutely loved to see it. Um, was Zombie at least second for you? I mean, brother, that's. I mean, when we talk about iconic, it's it's hard not to vote for for Zombie, right? And. I, maybe we got to factor in also the the walk in and the walk out. Maybe it's all things considered, zombies pretty legendary, pretty iconic. It's it's a it's I'm fifty one forty nine leaning superstar in that debate here. Unfortunately, yeah, man. I mean, it was time for him to retire, and I, I just I felt like it made sense, and also just the walk out. Everything about it was just visceral. It looked right. It felt right. The only thing that could have made it better was, uh, honestly, if he would have won that fight. So without further ado, it is time for the MMA Anomaly Show No Filter Awards Best Walkout, or rather Most Iconic Walkout, rhythmic Ooh. sounds those vocals are on point let's go you know what was that <laughs> i don't even know man is that the I mean, cranberries I, live or what is that an acoustic it had to have been a, a new acoustic rendering of that song for sure for sure guys uh, <laughs> <laughs> more like so, the huckleberries over here that ain't no <laughs> that ain't no cranberries, the huckleberries. zombie got it done um we are the huckleberries you can find us at a local pub near you drunken singing um, damn straight damn straight he said, what was that? <laughs> that was literally me and Nano singing in different videos that I then took the audio of and combined and layered together to make a beautiful uh, rhythmic barrage. No auto-tune either. No yeah. auto-tune. We don't need that shit. Um, I mean, our, our tune wasn't even the same. I literally had to like cut seconds out to make a match. <laughs> But you know, uh, we, we we made it work, guys. We made it work and it happened here. Um oh, man. Fantastic. got it done. And uh so did you guys with the votes here. I think again, this is one of those where the right person won. Um 
best walkout of the year. Come on, guys. Iconic. Certainly iconic. I mean, it's, yeah, everyone is singing it. That's everything about it. You got to appreciate I'm just a homer, frankly, but it's a good one. Sean O'Malley did come in second place. I will tell you guys that. Uh, it was a it was a fairly close bid here. It was a fairly close play. It was um, thirty three point three percent to twenty seven point eight percent. Yeah, very very close. Um, the third place uh, runner up was John Jones. The champ is here. Um, also very iconic. Like John Jones is definitely champion caliber, and you know we hadn't seen him in some time. So. We had been missing him. We had we had been wanting to see the guy, the man, the myth, the legend himself. And we got to see him. And uh, it lasted like a whopping 15 seconds for him to get a fucking guillotine. So it is what it is, folks. We are down to the bottom three, or I guess I should say the top three of the year. Um, well, the top three that matter. This next one is just a, a for funsies one here. But we're going to jump into it anyways, guys. The best MMA breakdown program. Let's hear what the fans had to say first, and then me and Nano will let you know who we voted for. Going to be, again, one of the few things we agreed on, I feel. Best MMA breakdown program. Now, this one was difficult. There's a lot of great programs out there. But you want to know my pick? It's the MMA Anomaly Show, No Filter. Shout out to Big O. Shout out to Nano. And that one's my pick because they're simply the best. That That is the context you need and can live off of. Best MMA breakdown program. What am I, dumb? You know, if I, if I decide on anything else, I mean, I think it'd be ignorant. You know, the greatest show on turf is MMA Anomaly Show. No filter. That's the one, baby. All day, you know it. It was an honor to join it when I could, and it's an honor to anytime I get back in there, baby. That's the one. What's up, guys? UFC President Dana White here. We're one day out from fucking Fridays. I just wanted to drop in and say the winner for the most improved podcast of the year goes to the MMA Anomaly Show, No Filter. Uh, you know, make sure you, you drop a like, a comment, subscribe on these guys. They're going to be big in the next few years. Wow, dude. Dana White showing up Whoa. on the episode. Wow. D- Uncle Dana? What up, Uncle, Uncle Dana? Dana? Gracing us with his presidents. Really appreciate it. Give him a round of applause, folks. Love to see it. Love to see it. Uncle Dana. Uncle Dana made it. Um, I feel like, I don't know, if Uncle Dana shows up, he never comes alone. So that tells me there might be another celebrity cameo before the end of this whole thing. I don't know. I don't know. I don't want to. I don't want to. No spoilers here, but we'll see, folks. Nano. Nano. Uh, first of all, how do you feel about Uncle Dana gracing us with his presence on the award show here? And uh, second of all, who do you think deserves this award? Who'd you vote for? I mean, man, well, yeah, Uncle Dan is showing up uh, to carve out time before his fucking Friday is, I mean, fantastic. You got to appreciate that. Huge shout out, Dana. And he's got a busy 2024 ahead of us. Hopefully he keeps us spoiled with some good fights. But I did not expect that. I mean, we've been talking. I don't know where that came from. I need to double check. I might need to run it back and uh, make sure that wasn't an AI Dana White, but Uncle Dana was looking good there. And the Top Gun, I felt like that was the dead giveaway. He was the Top Gun. I mean, who else would who else would it be? It's Maverick here. Come on. So we um, know that. We know that's that. an obvious. I know. I know around about it. I know that. Uh, yeah, man. As I'm gathering my thoughts here, I mean, a lot of great programs. A lot of great MMA programs out there. Um, a lot of not a lot of great places to find breakdowns. 
lot of great places to hear people talk, you know, and, and there's, there's different levels, right? And we're not going to sit here and act like we're some um, ESPN sponsor studio. There's no DraftKings sponsorship here. Um, you know, this isn't the Hawani show. And let me just take a quick step back here, ladies and gentlemen. If you're still sticking around, then you're a real one. So I'm going to go ahead and, and take a moment here to just shout out the one and only MMA Anomaly. Right on cue with the claps. I mean, this production, there's no team, okay? There's no uh, third wall. There's no fifth dimension here, right? This is what you see is what you get, okay? So the fact that we even have all this production, I mean, the lead-ins, the the graphics, what you see in front of you here, what, you, what you're listening to on the audio version, if you happen to go there, um, if you don't get a chance to check us out visually, please do. But, man, I mean... What are, we, what are we talking about here? Like Tian said, what is you dumb? How do how do I not? I mean, usually I want to be humble and you know mention how I'm you know an avid Anik Florian fan and I'm always watching RCDC and you know weighing in. Although I kind of fell off on them as of lately, you know the MMA Hour. I mean, there's again a lot of great places to get some content, right? I mean, the list goes on and on, but ain't nobody does it like the MMA anomaly, man. We're 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 building something here, man. We got a great tight knit community. We got Mad Max. We got, uh, I mean, we got everyone in the chat today here. Um, Tico Tech. I mean, man, the list goes on. It, it's exciting to see what we're building here, man. And again, you're the the Wizard of Oz. You're the magician behind it all. So, in terms of production, in terms of content, in terms of just re- relatability, authenticity. I mean, brother, we are as real as it gets. And if you stay tuned, you might even get some good music. You might get some good knowledge tidbits. You might get some good comic tidbits, um, some fantasy football tidbits here. Maybe on my own channels, I, you know, divert here and spread my drive turkey wings. But hey, man, we're the one. We them boys, as uh, we used to say back in the day. We them MMA boys, but no filter. MMA anomaly, man. It's uh, we get we're building something over here, brother. So how do, how do we not? And still. <laughs> All right, good job, champ. Whoa, that was cool. That might have been the best like compliment setup I've ever gotten. Um, my head probably isn't going to fit through the doorway after this episode. I appreciate it, Nano. Give it up for Live Jive, folks, the host with the most. Uh, it, it's been a blessing having you on this year, and honestly, um, every year to come from from here on forward, man. Uh, truly, we have forged a brotherhood before this, and it is only strengthened by this podcast. And by the viewers that make it here each and every week, we appreciate you guys and gals every single time you're able to come here. And if you're not able to come, we appreciate being here in spirit. Um, with that being said, I, I'd be lying if I said I voted for us uh, or I voted for myself, rather. I, I voted for the John Anik and Kenny Florian podcast because uh, that is somebody or, or rather a podcast that inspires me. John Anik is just a, a vast inspiration. His his mouthpiece in general is, is very inspiring. Um, the way that he's able to generate excitement with just his voice, just the things that he's able to say second to none. Um, the fact that any of you guys would put us on that pedestal or even in the same conversation as them makes me blush. Uh, I'm, I'm extremely flattered. And uh, again, I, I can't thank God or anyone else uh, any more than I already do or enough for that matter, for the co-host that I have uh, for the support system that I have here at home that he has at home. And also just, for all the support of each and every one of you guys and gals that joins us uh, 
typically every Monday and Wednesday when we go live. So without further ado, it's time to jump into the votes and see how things turned out for the best MMA breakdown show of 2023 on the MMA Anomaly Show No Filter Awards. Nano's having trouble getting it up right now. I promise this never happens to him. Harder. Harder. Come on, baby boy. You can do it. Fuck, squeeze that big boy. <laughs> oh, God. Nano should have stopped at the gas station for some of those pills. <laughs> That's happening right now, dude. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> What is happening? <laughs> I can't even hear him now. Oh, he's on mute. Let me unmute you. I got you. I'll unmute you. Oh, I can't unmute you because you muted yourself. I was like, is one, at least at least one of us went, am I right? Woo! <laughs> 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 yes! Let's go. Let's go. Ooh, better late than never, am I right? <laughs> Let's go. Holy Let's shit. go. Oh, Holy I think shit. that was... was incredible, bro. <laughs> Honestly, that couldn't have gone any better. Like, if if you would have actually done that on time, <laughs> I don't even know, dude. Oh, that was quite like an that. explosion. That was nice. Dude, that was same. Fun. I'm glad I put <laughs> I put a napkin over my shot glass um preemptively because I felt like it was probably gonna just get confettied. And uh. Uh, I definitely have the vacuum. I was not expecting this much confetti. Uh, Woof, man. That was a lot. I can tell you you one person that was not a fan, you can actually see him right there in the corner. Look at Buck Moose. He was under the desk, and he's all, are we in the middle of Vietnam right now, you guys? I see Um, dogs here right now. They did not love that one either, but worth it, worth it. Totally worth it. Uh, We appreciate the votes. what up, JJ Smoke? Long time no see, brother. And welcome, welcome to the chat, JJ Smoke. Yeah, I feel like this is probably a great time to to pour one up. I mean, we just yeah. won an award. One step ahead of you. I don't win a ton of awards. Oh, you already got it poured up. Of course you do. My guy. It's the reason he's the co-host, guys. Um, you know, it, it's it's truly an honor to win this, and to win any award would feel great, but to win this award feels extra special. And the the votes literally, this is the biggest landslide of all the voting. Which, let's go. I don't, I don't know if you guys thought that if you didn't vote for me, I wouldn't like put the rest of your stuff up or what. But either way, I appreciate it, man. It definitely stroked my <laughs> ego. So out of the fifty-two responses received, we got thirty-two of them. Um, Hell yeah, we'll take it. We'll, we'll take, take it. it. It was sixty-one percent uh, for us, or sixty-one point five percent for us, and the closest to us was uh, Ariel Hawani's MMA Hour with six votes, sitting at eleven point five percent. So really. Huh. Landslide victory, folks. Um, you love to see it. You love to see it. Clear the confetti off my chaser here. And uh, cheers to the cheers, first y'all. win of hopefully many in the future, my guy. This is for all of us, y'all. Thank you, guys.
with that being said, uh, quick little break. Man, that was incredible. Um, <laughs> oh, we were confetti. Awards bumper, so that way I could let my my little confetti helper escape the room, um, as they have been hiding in the corner valiantly for about five minutes. So nice. <laughs> um, man, that was fantastic. Yeah, I was I was super super happy to see that. Who is Walrads? Either way, happy to see you here. Chris Jericho is an innocent man. They said in the chat. All right, we're with you. Um, well, I mean, we'll let that be upheld in the court of law. Okay, I mean, innocent till proven guilty, though. I will say that's no I'm kidding. <laughs> I have no idea what's going on. <laughs> okay, I was like, am I dead? I know I'm David. No, I don't know. I don't know. I just wanted to be very serious. But um, All right, guys, well, now we have the last few here. Um, again, probably the best four that we say for last year, guys. We got best submission. We got best KO. We got best fight. And then we're going to cap it all off to close out the show with the MMA anomaly of the year, a.k.a. the breakthrough fighter of the year. So without further ado, let's go ahead and hear what the fans had to say about the best submission of 2023. For the best submission of 2023. I'm handing that to John Bones Jones. He beat a very impressive Cyril Gaon via first round Gilly and it wasn't even close. He didn't even give us a chance to doubt him. Best submission of 2023, John Jones. John Jones. Grasso's rear naked choke. Talk about the surprise of this century. Everybody lost their absolute mind. Um, it's been so incredible to watch her uh, come up as well. Um, who isn't excited for her? Who doesn't love her? So definitely best submission of 2023, Alexa Grasso. Well, this one's pretty much, I don't want to call it a no-brainer because it's borderline insulting, but it's kind of a no-brainer. Uh, and if you're not giving the nod to Mr. Blackshear with the Twister submission, then you're probably doing it wrong. Uh, this is like the third or fourth occurrence of this submission in uh, the entirety of UFC history. So just for rarity alone, you kind of have to give the nod to the guy. But it's also not the easiest thing to set up and and actually pull off and get the tap with. Uh, you see it some in sport jiu-jitsu a little bit. Uh, guys playing truck positions, similar things like that. But uh, based off those reasons, I think uh, Mr. Blackshear gets the submission of the year with the twister. Most people forget this submission, but it's going to be David Grant's submission of Rafael and Sanso, and it's in the inverted triangle. Again, if you haven't seen it or you're forgetting about it, it is a must-watch. David Grant was down on the scorecards, and he had a point deducted as well, and he needed a finish. And to pull off an inverted triangle to win a fight, mental. So David Grant is my submission of the year. Got to go in there, and hopefully many of you do remember that submission because it was what a submission it was. Uh, so man, wall rads. I don't know who this guy is in the chat, but he's going in on you. Uh Oh, uh Oh, he's going in. on you. He said, Chris Jericho is an innocent man. And, and to which, you know, you, you hated on him. He says, the I way you him. say that with such disdain, thank you to the main host for being fair and unbiased. He's innocent until proven guilty. The man on the right has such disdain for Jericho. Oh man. I was, t I, I said that in t complete, uh, joking and humoric fashion. I don't even know who Chris Jericho is. Well, Rad, you don't know who Chris Jericho offended. is? 
Oh my I genuinely gosh. Everybody, don't even know. everybody who Maybe. sees this young man this year at International Fight Week, you have my permission to hit him with a blast double and then give him the walls of Jericho submission. Fair enough. Then that's probably what I have come into me because, yeah, again, I don't even know who that is, but uh, no disdain, no ill will. Um, I did mention this into proving guilty, brother. I am on your side. One team, one dream. Uh, yeah, no, my bad. My bad. <laughs> But uh, no disdain in my body, brother. I definitely did not mean to uh, to offend anybody. Brother's going in on you, too. <laughs> and, and I will say there is a reason why. Read this one out loud. <laughs> the man on the left is a good host. He is the host. And the man on the right is not. I am the co-host. There's a reason for that, okay? There's a pecking order, all right? <laughs> what is happening in the chat right now? <laughs> oh, man. The walls is necessary now, bro. Uh, fun fact: last year, to my knowledge, and correct me if I'm wrong, because I am I am not uh, afraid of being proven wrong here. I will openly admit to it if I'm wrong, especially if you prove me wrong. But I, I believe last year or year before was the first time in mixed martial arts that a fighter won a actual professional mixed martial arts fight with Chris Jericho's old signature WWE move, the walls of Jericho. Um, mm. It was incredible. He made the guy tap out with the walls of Jericho. Uh, <laughs> and he was doing like double thumbs up while doing it. It was incredible. <laughs> oh, so he's a wrestler. Okay. Oh, man. Yeah, Chris okay. Jericho is like, a I didn't mean to offend that community. Yeah, that's on me. Possibly inside of your parents. Um, and not you even know. an afterthought. Uh, yeah, I might have been. Yeah, fair. Man, oh, man. Oh, boy. Uh, if we're being honest, though, Chris Jericho well, did have one of the funnest submissions in WWE. I'll have to show it to you. Yeah. <laughs> And um, I mean, frankly, what did he do? Let's, I mean, let's, 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 uh, I have, not... no, I have no idea. I'm going to, we're going to move on from this so we don't get derailed. I thought maybe yeah. Waldrads was somebody that you knew, but I mean, he's even turning our chat against us, man. Everyone's saying you deserve the walls of Jericho. So, oh, no. all right, guys, you heard it here first. We started a re- uh, revolution. International fight week. This guy's probably going to end up getting put in the walls of Jericho and you can expect to see a video of it on the MMA anomaly show. No filter. Oh, no. <laughs> Talk about opening up a can of worms, huh? Jeez. No, um, just kidding. But all jokes aside, guys, we're talking about the KO of the year here. Nano. There were so many good options for KO of the year. Um, it, it's hard to just choose one. But that being said, I'll take the lead on this one and let you know recency bias is a son of a bitch. Is it not? Dude. I mean, it, it definitely is. And honestly, that was one thing I think is important to remember as you're thinking about these awards is you got to recall the first six months of the year, right? Uh, what was going on? What are the different things that happened? I mean, the fact that Val- Valentina Shevchenko and Alexa Grasso fought twice. This guy's almost definitely forgot- going us off, dude. We're on fucking submission. What am I talking about? Right. That's what I was going to mention. Um <laughs> You, you mentioned Ash literally just in the fan thing went over the inverted triangle from Davy Grant. But even then, so, I will say submissions. the same point applies, my guy. Yeah. Recency bias is a son of a bitch, right? Because I yeah. feel like there was a lot of them that really deserve to get higher votes on this one. Looking at you, Damon Blackshear. Um, come on. That's uh, the one that, for me. Yeah. I yeah. mean, that's so just that the one you voted for. Yes. Now, I, there are different ways to look this at this, is the right? Most we've agreed in one night ever. 
I love it. I love it. Well, there's different ways to look at it. I, my my voting is not consistent, and and I don't know if anyone else is, but because when you look <laughs> at the don't, stage don't yourself, bro, your voting uh, is pretty consistent. I know. Well, when you look at the stage, right? Because it's like okay, there's different ways to look at it. It's is it the individual submission itself, or are you taking in the stage and what was at stake and what what was to come with that uh, submission victory, right? And I think that's why when you look at Alexa Grasso's at that stage in the fight, in the fourth round, she might have been losing it to, or no, that might have been the fifth round, actually. Uh, But late stages of the uh, championship rounds to be losing and to get that, uh, dig that victory out of it, to find that submission, to get her back. So slippery, so fast, so talented. You know, that in itself extremely extremely impressive right and then even the sorrel gone and john jones i mean john jones what he did to that man oh boy i mean made mincemeat of the kid right took him back to uh to elementary school so that was impressive in and of itself as well right but yo, know, we're talking about a twister here ladies and gentlemen this was the third twister in ufc history it's been around for 30 years ladies and gentlemen that's one every 10 years I don't know. You gotta mention that, bro. Uh, yeah, I think that's worth something, right? That should be worth something. I mean, the other I know the winners of the other two got their championships, but let's give Demon Blackshear let's give credit where it's due, man. This guy that's a hell of a performance. So that was my choice. It looks like we're on the same page. I mean, it, for sure. I voted for the Twister. Uh, Average Avenue's eleven voted for the Twister. And Average Avenue's eleven is even throwing out like Alexa changed the color of Val's face. And he's admitting that he voted for the Twister two over that. So I say to that the people that voted for Alexa Grasso for the for the face crank, and I respond with this: Sure, she changed the color of her opponent's face, and that doesn't happen very often, if ever, especially to Valentina Shevchenko. Let's again call a spade a spade here. But changing the color of someone's face is very different than changing the curvature of someone's fucking spine, and that's what Demond Blackshear did. He bent someone's body away that it's not supposed to bend. And if that man didn't tap, he would have literally gotten his spine broken. He was twisting him and contorting his body in a way that it's not meant to contort or bend. So when you put someone in that type of situation where they genuinely have to to tap out, and I mean, the same could actually be said about Alexa Grasso face cranking or or neck cranking Valentina Shevchenko, because with a neck crank, I mean, if you start to spin and, and twist it, it's either you tap or you get your neck broken. So, I think either of those are, are very good, right? But a lot of people are shouting out John Bones Jones, right? He came out there. He, he got the guillotine after three-year layoff. But he got the three-year layoff and then the guillotine over someone that we've seen have a deficit when it comes to grappling. Guys, we've seen it. So for me, I just feel like the twister is harder to set up. It's harder to pull off. Mad Max Meridian said it in the video, right? Like the twister isn't something that's easy to do. And if it was, it'd probably have been done more than three times in, I don't know, the last fucking 30 years of the promotion. So for me, it was an easy one for the twister. Um, But again, recency bias is a son of a bitch. And so is uh, namesake and name value. So without further ado, the MMA Anomaly Show No Filter Awards submission of the year
I don't agree Sheesh. with it, but it is what it is. You know, uh, John Jones ended up getting it done. Um, I mean, in terms of the most dominance, you could definitely make a case that that was just by far the most dominant submission victory of the year. It took no more than 10, 15 seconds. I think John Anik made it just got his speech out of uh, this fight is brought to you by Modelo and it's over. <laughs> These men are both fighting uh, custody battles for their children. Oh, geez. It's all over. <laughs> and that's it. And he's got to hold them, like Joe. That. Ooh, that looks deep, Joe. It's yeah. in. It's deep. <laughs> and he's out of here. Oh, man. Um, yeah, honestly, I I get it. Uh, few people in the world are as dominant uh, as John Bones Jones. You know, shout out Khabib. Just got to say. Um, but, man, he the fact that he came back after three years made it look genuinely easy. For lack of better words, like I don't know another way to put it. He just made it look easy out there. Doesn't matter who he did it over. I thought Ghana had a chance to beat him just because of his striking prowess and, and kind of how strong and powerful he is and looks. And um, he, he made him look like a little boy. Uh, yeah, man. I mean, like, yeah, he literally, he literally had uh, surreal Ghana looking for grappling skills, like, where are you? Because uh, he, <laughs> he made him tap very quickly. Um, and he left him sitting on his butt looking up like, whoa, what just happened? That was sad. So you love to see it. You hate to see it. As Foghorn Leghorn from the Looney Tune says, it was the best of times. I'll say I said it was the worst of times. Um, and John Bones Jones got it done, man. So he's he's the, the quote unquote goat for a reason. Um, the champ is here. Came out here. He got it done. Didn't get a scratch on him. He actually could have delivered the the most cringe post fight speech of the year and it could have actually went down as one of the best post fight speeches of the year you know this is one of the easiest fights in my career i don't have a scratch on me um i could fight stipe in uh two months that would have been the post fight speech of the year probably but instead um he's not gonna fight stipe this year and he's probably not gonna fight tommy aspinall this year nano what are your thoughts on that winner yeah, I mean, you, you pretty much hit the nail on the head. I mean, just my two cents are that, yeah, I mean, John Jones, Bone Jones, I do think given the circumstances, given the layoff, um, given the peer dominance, and yeah, some of the concerns, some of the concerns I had going into that were similar to yours. How strong is he going to look? How is, this, how is he going to deal with the striking? And I mean, I guess best way to deal with that is just not give him a chance, right? If it, there's a fire going on what do you want to do you want to smother it so so john bones jones did and um it's a great performance by the champ god oh. bless you my co-host with the most and can we just give it up give him a round of applause that was a fantastic analogy um honestly like when there's a fire brewing you gotta smother it it's a great great call out there great way to put that nano uh and, and that's that's why you're the fucking best Hey, man, that's what Sean Strickland did to Izzy. How does Sonya, right? I mean, how do you neutralize a threat? Yeah, yeah, if I can smother that puppy. So, yeah, man, his top of mind is something I was thinking about earlier. So, it might be sticking around. Add it to, to our list of uh, MMA anomaly slogans and uh, acronyms or uh, <laughs> whatever other often said things around here. <laughs> Absolutely. Um yeah, man. So 
obviously I've been itching to talk about the KO of the year uh, since I almost jumped the fucking gun and started talking about it. So uh, <laughs> we will go ahead and let the, uh, the fans take the lead on this one. Let's see what they had to say about the KO of the year, 2023. The best knockout of 2023 was a tough one for me to vote on, but I got to give it to Sugar Sean O'Malley. Not only was it in one of the greatest moments of his life, everything was at stake, but he delivered one of the most beautiful pistol straight rights I've ever seen and knocked Aljamain Sterling right on his ass. Right, so for my KO of the year, I may get a little bit of stick for this, but I'm going to go for Justin Gaethje's KO of Dustin Poirier. And the reason I say that is because just, just I did not expect Justin Gaethje to finish Dustin Poirier in the way he did. If he was going to do it, it was going to be leg, leg kicks, not a head kick. So, yeah, my KO of the year is going to be Justin Gaethje's uh, KO of Dustin Poirier. Best knockout of 2023. Uh, this was another hard one for me to choose between, but I had to give it to Poirier and Gaethje. Um, I'm a huge Gaethje fan, so I'm also a Taekwondo practitioner at heart. As a kid, that's what I did. And um, so as a little karate kid, uh, that was the dream head kick knockout that every little kid wants when they're growing up. Um, so get to, to get to see it on, on TV like that was kind of a little dream come true. Definitely was living vicariously through him on that one. Um, chef's kiss to Gaethje. <laughs> Best knockout of 2023, Sugar Sean, my pick. Man, there were a lot, a lot of- Wow, lot wow, wow. Really Love the submissions. Um, yes. Man, I'll take the lead on this one. Um, for me, again, recency bias is a son of a bitch. I had to go in and cast my vote for Josh Emmett versus Bryce Mitchell. Um, it didn't have the most backstory or steam on it. It was a short notice pickup fight for Bryce Mitchell. Um, obviously, if we're talking about what fight meant the most, Dustin Poirier was one over Justin Gaethje, one and zero over him. Now they're one and one. I think that one just set up a rematch. If anything, that's why I didn't vote for it being the best because it it, it just set up another rematch, right? It didn't end anything. Um, Islam Makachev versus Alexander Volkanovsky, too. arguably one of the most picture perfect knockouts you'll see. He set it up perfectly. He set up leg kicks, uh, set up body kicks, and then he went high when his opponent least expected it. Ended up landing the head kick knockout. Um, the one with the most steam on it was probably Alex Pereira versus Israel Adesanya. And the reason for that is his opponent was 3-0 over him, guys. Like, uh, it's tough. It's tough pickings. So he needed this win. It looked like he was getting rocked. It looked like he was getting beat up and just inevitably going to lose again uh, for, for a third, fourth time to this guy, right? So he ended up getting it done, though, while he was eating these shots. Gah, gah, gah. And just dropped this guy, dropped this guy, Pereira. So, um, got the vengeance, did the in bow and arrow, ah, fucking hit him with his own medicine. It was beautiful to see, but ultimately for me, it had to be that last one that we saw. Uh, it's been years since I saw someone get knocked out so hard that they twitched on the floor like a fish out of water. Um, the last one that comes to memory that comes to mind is, uh, Terry Adam, coming in against Edson Barboza, the spinning back wheel kick from hell that gave him that reputation that we all know him for, for the spinning back wheel kicks. Um, and man, Josh Emmett was able to do that to Bryce Mitchell, who doesn't typically go down like that ever. So that was my pick. A uh, bit of recency bias behind it, but curious to hear who you had winning the best knockout of the year and why. 
man, great year of knockouts. That's maybe why a lot of us tune in every Saturday or to watch somebody get knocked the fuck out, as Smokey would say. Uh, but yeah, fun year. A lot of great choices. I uh, did love the breakdowns. I love how um, one of the awesome community members here mentioned uh, the Taekwondo background, the Justin Gaethje one for the BMF title. That one was definitely up there. Um, Izzy Adesanya again, his redemption over Alex Pajeda. And Alex came back and was able to knock out Erie with that left hook of death. Um, man, I mean, I'm, what was the other one I was thinking of? I mean, there's a few to list. I mean, even, even, um, uh, I mean, the flying knee, Nick, uh, that, you know, Kenny. Dalby landed. Yep. Yep. Um, I mean, there's a few. Brother over Dalby. Yep. And then also, uh, yeah, the one that Dalby got on, on the other Bonfim brother. Exactly. Exactly. So, that, I mean, there's so many fun ones to choose from. Uh, but in my opinion, the one that stole the cake for me was Sugar Sean O'Malley. Um, I love the kicks. I love even, like you said, Islam as well. But boy, oh boy, was there something about just all the talk going into it. Stir, uh, Al Jermaine was talking a lot of mess. I mean, the odds certainly suggested that Sugar was going to get ran through. And if I'm being honest, I mean, I'm a fan, but boy, was I worried. I mean, I, we could check the receipts. I wasn't sitting here acting like he was going to do that. I think um, Dana White had a great, one of my favorite uh, press fight uh, conferences um, with Dana after post fight. That is, um, he mentioned like, he's, he's like, he's like, asked me, he's like, who here in this room thought that Sugar Sean O'Malley was going to win this fight? He's like, and he's like, there's maybe 70 of you in here. He's like, there's three hands raised. He's like, when, where are you from? And the one of the guys from Montana, where Sugar Sean's from. It was just hysterical. Like, yeah, it, my thought exactly. Like, that's why you love the sport. That's why, hey, if you got the hands and if you know spacing and if you stick to your, you know, focus game plan, anything can happen, man. Um, it's crazy, right? It was, it was almost reminiscent, especially when you see him drilling it, um, leading into the fight, similar to like the Conor McGregor, um, hook, uh, or knockout, I should say, over Jose Aldo, right? Where, you're, you're chirping all week. You're, you're getting him um, out, off of his game. You know exactly what he's going to do. He's going to rush in. He's going to get off of his game plan a little bit. He's going to overextend just a little bit. And all you need is in this beautiful, uh, violent sport is that small margin of error, that little bit of spacing, especially if you're master class at knowing where you are, where they are, where you can get to, where they can't get you. Boy, oh boy, it's 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 one of the best chess uh, games out there. So get off my soapbox here. Sugar Sean O'Malley. I mean, man, it was a thing of art. I can watch it over and over and over again. Want to correct Brandon Staley. I think he mentioned uh, him knocking him on his ass. Correction, he knocked him on his face. And then he piled in a few more extra shots after that. But that was my knockout of the year. Most memorable. Obviously, Adesanya's was up there, but got to give it to my boy Sugar Sean on this one. 100% got to give it to, to Sugar Sean O'Malley. I mean, like, it, it's hard not to because of what he did. Not not only that, but who he did it against. Um, I truly think that it's, it's oftentimes not necessarily what you do, but who you do it against and how you do it, right? That matters the most. So that being said, I mean, he, he did go out there and beat an absolute world breaker, in my opinion, in Aljamain Sterling. Aljamain looked like a beast against Piotr Jan. And uh, he went out there and, and hit him with the Conor McGregor versus Aldo special. The step back, pff, long 
just a pistol straight, as uh, Brandon Stanley put it, left hand. And uh, it, it was beautiful to see. I was here for it 100%. Um, I, I wish I could say I couldn't believe it, but I definitely could. Um, and I've seen the argument that, man, if Aljo would have connected with that, that previous strike that he slipped, it would have ended it. Maybe so. It's a fat if. And that also means that Sugar Sean led him in with it, pulled back to make him bite further in, which opened that chin and that jawline up, loosened him up to, to just become prey instead of predator uh, in that blink of an eye. Beautiful showcase for him. He went out there. He got it done. Um, but again, I, I got to go with the most brutal, most vicious one. And for me, the most vicious one was the one-shot knockout where I left the man flopping on the floor like a fish. So without further ado, it is time for the MMA Anomaly Show No Filter Award Knockout of the Year 2023. Look at that knockout, baby. Josh Emmett. Um, this one was another one where uh, it, it was a pretty close running. So uh, Josh Emmett got 37% of the votes. 20.4% um, of the votes went to Justin Poirier, or sorry, Justin Gaethje versus Justin Poirier two. And it was a, a two-way tie for third place between Alex Pajeda versus Izzy two in the UFC. Uh, and Sean O'Malley versus Aljamain Sterling. So uh, other votes that we ended up receiving in were uh, simply Derek Lewis, uh, not versus anybody, just Derek Lewis. Um, so that's one. <laughs> Bumfim versus McKinney. And uh, Islam Makhachev versus Alexander Volkanovsky, too. So all of those are viable options. Again, I personally think the right person won here. Uh, it was definitely the most vicious knockout of the year. <sighs> Had anybody most else memorable. Won, I don't think I would have argued. Um, yeah, most memorable, though. I mean, this yeah. one was absolutely vicious, like you said. And I think the one thing that stood out with me, listening to Josh Emmett talk about it after, or not, not even the after, but I saw it after. I saw this video after the fight, and he mentioned being a baseball player. And uh, there was a video, Basketball. I think it might be, yep, it might be from that Jackson podcast, like kind of a newer podcast yep. that's out, but Rampage was on there holding the bag. Uh, maybe he was talking to another UFC guy or just a random, it was a random guy, but the random guy was hitting the bag, kind of showing them like, how do you throw this overhand punch, hit the bag a couple of times. Josh Emmett came up and was like, you know, I kind of use like my, my uh, baseball background, you, you know, open up my hips, like my, my feet are here. He's like, and, and I kind of just, you know, break over the top. And then he does it on the bag and rampage of all people who's not the type to just like compliment anyone just to compliment him but he literally like gets uh josh Emmett hits the bag and uh rampage john jackson's like whoa he's like that oh i felt the difference there that was that was different <laughs> like you can tell there's some oomph behind that and if you watch the video he's maybe dialing up 20 percent. so i i had like a light bulb moment in my head where I'm like, okay, yeah, I mean, as someone that used to pitch and was able to throw a 90, 92 mile an hour fastball at one point, like, yeah, I'm pretty sure this guy can probably dial that back pretty fast. And boy, oh boy, I mean, getting hit with one of those, I mean, point blank. I mean, yeah, good luck. I mean, good luck to anybody. So that's, 
That's my new favorite punch, and that's by far the most vicious, most memorable knockout. Just in the octagon, like everything else, like if there's nothing else to factor in, no championships on the belt, no odds in, um, you know, DraftKings, just the fight itself, that one by far takes the cake. Yeah, I mean, like I said, it was uh, just an absolutely wild one. Um, yeah, I, I love knockouts like that, man. Just visceral, Oof. instantaneous ones that genuinely shake you to your core and make you like genuinely question, like, is that is that person okay? Um, <laughs> yeah. but they, they, they somehow make you just as excited as they make you nervous and worried. So, I mean, it's hard to argue with those kinds of knockouts, folks. Um, now, we're down. We're down to the last two here. Uh, looks like we just have the best fight of the year and then the MMA anomaly of the year. So when it comes to best fight of the year, we had some pretty solid fan submissions here. We'll go ahead and play those first. Let's hear what the fans had to say about the best fight of 2023. Best fight of 2023. Irene Aldana versus Carol Rosa. Bloodbath. Loved it. Dogs. My pick. Best fight of 2023. This is a hard one. There's a lot of great fights this past year. Islam Magachev versus Alexander Volkanovsky. Islam just doing damage, um, you know, both on, on on standing and then, you know, taking him to the ground. But, you know, Alexander Volkanovsky being the beast that he is, is be able to withstand that and then going into the fifth round, still be able to do damage on him. Got to give it to, 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 to both the fighters for putting up numbers there. So I think truly that was the best fight of the year for me. The best fight of 2023... I'm giving that to Islam Mahachev and Alexander Volkanovsky one. That was one of the best back and forth fights I've ever seen. A battle of coaches, a battle of will, and they left it all in the octagon. There were no losers in that fight. Shout out to both fighters. Incredible. I completely agree uh, with Brandon Stanley in this one. I feel like uh, Islam Mahachev versus Alexander Volkanovsky for me, both of those fights were absolutely incredible. Both guys left it all out there exactly like you said. Um, you had two guys that were just a never say no response, right? Like it, both these guys are, are just not willing to take no for an answer. Um, both left it all on the line out there. They were just, it was a slobber knocker, right? Like they're beating the hell out of each other in that first fight. Both guys got dropped. I know one of them didn't count the other one as a drop, but it, that was my pick. Um, get two fights to choose from for it. <laughs> yeah. Absolute banger. Yeah. That first fight was absolutely ridiculous. Slobber knocker, like you mentioned, and not just because it was two people just throwing caution to the wind. It was two of the baddest motherfuckers of our era. Number literally number one, pound for pound versus number two champ versus champ. Yeah. It was everything it had, um, um, you know, everything it has to offer. And some like, I mean, everything on paper and boy, it was a fun 25 minutes. And if you want to add the extra, you know, five or seven, however long that second bout was, which was a different Volkanovsky, obviously taking a short notice, everything considered. But those are two guys that are willing to throw it all on the line at any time. So definitely deserving a fight of the year. Islam Islam Makachev versus Alexander Volkanovsky won. Uh, But as far as the women fights go, I mean, boy, oh boy, that Irene Aldana versus Carol Rosa. 
like uh, like they're mentioning on the um, video submissions, man. I mean, 15 minutes of just pure violence. You thought Irene was out of there. She came back. Both girls were bloody. It was an absolute fun fight. That one's a little bit more caution of the wind. Reminds me of that high school fight that uh, was in the back alley and, you know, teachers and security guards weren't able to get there in time. So you just see two chicks going at it. And that's exactly what you got there as well. So some great options, some great fights. We are spoiled this year, man. Um, the Moreno Pantoja one's another one just to throw out there real quick. Dustin's win over Michael Chandler, another banger. I mean, dude, so many fun ones. Justin Gaethje versus Fazeev. I mean, oh, you want to talk about Taekwondo? You want to talk about mixed martial arts? Those boys were banging. Oh, boy, Muay Thai. You want to talk about two freaking dogs, some of the baddest motherfuckers swinging and banging. an absolute beast. Yeah. Sucks for his injury, but dude's an absolute fucking savage. So a lot of fun ones. A lot of fun ones this year, man, for sure. Absolutely, my guy. Um, so, with that being said, let's find out, guys, who the MMA Anomaly Show No Filter Award for Fight of the Year goes to. There it is, hey, folks. let's go. Islam Makhachev versus Alexander the Great Volkanovsky. Um, what else is there to say that hasn't already been said? Not one, but two absolute barn burners for the books here. These folks went out there. They left it all on the line. They got it all done. And uh, I mean, Alex stepped up on short notice this last time. Good on him. Uh, maybe not the best fight IQ move in the world, but man, he didn't lose any fans, right? Everybody gained nothing but respect for him, nothing but kudos for him. They loved to see it. So we love to see it too. And uh, I'm happy with the outcome of that, obviously, as an Islam Khachev fan. I've been telling people about his kicks for years. It's very nice to see that happen in, in real life and uh, get numerous DMs of people saying, holy shit, you've been talking about his kicks forever. They are pretty good, huh? Uh, so, I mean, they're good enough to knock out the number one pound for pound best, I guess. I don't know. Is that good? <laughs> I guess. Is that is that all right? Pretty good. Did it break it? Yeah, man. Those Dagestani boys, uh, Islam's collecting them. And no, we're not just homers here, okay? This is well-deserved. We did not vote on this ourselves, okay? Um, but it was an obvious choice. I mean, two of the best going at it, tit for tat, needed the full 25 minutes and some. I wish there was like a bonus round. That would have been a freaking just fighters delight, uh, fight fans delight, I should say. Um, but boy, oh boy, that was the obvious choice here, I say. Absolutely 100% agree with you there, brother. Um, yeah, I, I think this, like you said, I think you said it best when you said we were spoiled this year, right? Uh, you know when there's numerous options that are close and, and solid picks, and there's different people in the chat saying different options, we were probably pretty spoiled this year if there wasn't that clear of a winner. So take it in stride and uh, just enjoy the ride, folks. Good problems uh, to have for sure. Oh, yeah. Good problem to have, man. Uh, first world problems. Jumping into the final category. Guys, we've made it. We've done it, guys. Um, just barely over the normal show time. 
we just have one final one final reward left to go and uh that last award is the breakthrough fighter of the year as most shows call it but here we like to call it the mma anomaly of the year why do we call it that for those of you that are new for those of you that are returning what does mma anomaly mean how did i land on that name well i've been obsessed with mixed martial arts for gosh the last uh two to three decades at least and that's where the mma comes from mixed martial arts the word anomaly means something that is different or breaks the norm. I've been told my entire life that I'm quite different. So um, so are my picks when it comes to MMA. I like to go for dogs. I like to look for nuances and patterns that maybe some other people don't see. And as a result, I like to think I give a little bit of a different take than most of the MMA podcasts you listen to. And that's why we call ourselves the MMA Anomaly Show and Thus, an MMA anomaly is a mixed martial artist that stood out. It's a little bit different, a.k.a. the MMA anomaly of the year. So, without further ado, let's hear what the fans had to say for their picks for Breakthrough Fighter of the Year, a.k.a. the MMA anomaly of the year award. Breakthrough Fighter of the Year 2023, a.k.a. the MMA anomaly fighter of the year award. I got to go Shavkat, Shavkat Rachmanov, my boy and my pick. For Breakthrough Fighter of the Year, that's going to Sean Strickland. He went toe-to-toe with one of the greatest strikers in the history of the UFC. Not only did he not go for a single takedown, but he dominated every single round. Give this man his props. Breakthrough Fighter of the Year, a.k.a. the MMA anomaly of the year this is a hard one for me to me to be honest with you i'm a big fan of tom aspinall and what he was able to come back from his adversity and come back in and get the interim interim champ so i'd have to go with tom aspinall i'm a big fan of him and i think he's going to do numbers in this upcoming year. how am i not fighter of the year this is fucking bullshit am i my anomaly MMA anomaly, however you say it, is fucking bullshit. I'm one of two people to have ever dropped Tony Ferguson. Fucking hell. I'm coming for it. I'm coming for the MMA anomaly of the year. It's gonna be me. I'm a fucking scouser. Scousers don't get knocked out. You know it's fucking bullshit because I know the co-host, Jav Turkey, he must have voted for me. I know he's a big fan. Wow. Patty Pimblett oh. making his return, uh, or rather his his debut on the MMA Anomaly Show No Filter Awards. My goodness! Wow! My goodness! Wow! <laughs> tell us, tell us how you feel about that. I don't know if you know this, but he's a sorcerer, and uh, I hear sorcerers don't get knocked out. Pulling out all the stops, and well, like Patty, Patty mentioned, we are close friends. He is a fellow Jive Turkey, and I'm a fellow Scouser um, in his neighborhood. Um, but no, I mean, as much as I want to vote for my boy, Patty, the baddie, this is a big award, right? This is our MMA anomaly. This is the no filter. Who is the MMA anomaly of the year? And who else is the poster child of our first and only MMA anomaly shirt? But our boy, Sean Strickland serving nothing but meats and potatoes all freaking year, baby. Let's go. Let's leave that here for everyone.
He's the epitome of a mean potato striker, folks. Um, he is the guy that the guy that you obviously voted for here. So clean. Is, is, is that who you voted for? I'm guessing. Oh, yes. Yes. Sorry. Right. Yes. After the promotion. <laughs> <laughs> after my promotional no, no, no. stint I, I love there. the selfless plug here, brother. Yeah, Sean, all the way, baby. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I also voted for Sean on this one. Like, let's let's be honest here. Let's just call a spade a spade here, folks. Uh, he he should be the MMA anomaly. He I have the poster here in the background, right right there. Oh, there he is. Um, of him against Israel Adesanya, and uh, he wasn't supposed to go out there and beat Israel Adesanya. If he was going to do it, I think it would have been an easier to digest, an easier to swallow pill if he did get the finish of the first round, because that's more realistic than him going out there and dominating the best striker of the middleweight division. Um, man, man, oh man. Uh, Miss Mary in the chat says that Ian Gary's wife says it's Ian Gary, that he's the MMA anomaly of the year. Um, I, I just hope she gave From him the permission top to accept rope. the award. Yeah, okay. <laughs> My She's taking gosh. ricochets out here. All right, all right, fair enough. <laughs> I like it. Jesus, dude, what the Wait, why did I get bleeped? I said cuck, not <laughs> All right, I'll stop. I'm sorry. Um, but no, seriously, Mary did really come in with, from the top rope with that one. I, I just think Sean Strickland is definitely the most viable option here. Sure, were there other options that made sense? Yes. But I think it had to be Sean Strickland. Um, I think we both agree that him coming in there and doing that to one of the greatest strikers of our time was Un- unpredictable considering people used to make fun of him for his iCarly style like stand up uh, stance but I digress the, the man the myth the legend Sean Strickland he went out there and he got it done he made it look easy um, just dominant performance from pillar to post as they say couldn't have scripted it any better anything else to add before we unveil the uh, the winner of the final award here I think we need to drum roll this off, man. We need to see who this uh, MMA Anomaly Award winner is. Who's the recipient? Let's go. It's time, guys, for the second annual MMA Anomaly Show No Filter Awards MMA Anomaly of the Year 2023. Just an unbelievable year for Sean Strickland. Honestly, give this man his flowers. Give this man his roses. Give this man a round of applause because he honestly earned it this year, folks. I think this was probably the easiest one for me. He came out here, got it done over a champ. Um, After losing last year, he came back and strung together a handful of wins, is now a UFC champion, is doing things like the Theo Vaughn podcast, um, getting more fame and recognition than he probably ever thought possible when he first started this journey. And, you know, there were, there were a few years ago where you didn't know if he was ever going to be a contender. You didn't even know if he was going to continue fighting. So here he is doing the damn thing. Um, the final award of the evening. 
what, 18 awards up, 18 awards down. Let's go. The show with a Sean Strickland win, and we ended the show with a Sean Strickland win. I think it's almost, it feels like a George Lucas Star Wars moment. As he likes to say, they're like poetry. It rhymes. Um, and a little Ouroboros here. Shout out uh, Loki season two. A little, definitely. Yeah. A little Ouroboros action. You'd love to see uh, it, baby. Uh, no. um, me and Mary were just talking about Loki literally yesterday. So oh, my favorite, that. man. Can't wait for that. that. What did you watch? Uh, what if uh, season two? Because did I watch what if season two? Brother, does it bear shit in the woods? Do I have a full size metal Captain America shield replica behind me? Yeah, bro. I watched it. Oh man, as, <laughs> as they came up like clockwork, it was like every morning, like getting everyone's coffee because we had guests over, we had family in the house. But best to leave, I was watching that on my little tablet, baby. I didn't watch it every single episode. Oh, bro, so fun. Oh, so fun. Honestly, they did such a good job tying things together for perfect time. MCU yeah, phase four. Like, uh, it's they did a better job with what if tying things together than most of the live action stuff has. And that's not a knock on the live action stuff, so much as it's a compliment. So what if uh, and, and everything that it's done for world building purposes? I think it's just a, a fantastic exactly. setup. Exactly. Um, Hori, yeah, I mean, yeah, everything about it, oh, man. Kahori, like the original character, like I can honestly say that's probably one of the best original characters that Marvel has created outside of comic books since X-23 being invented during the last season of X-Men Evolution, the animated series. Oh, wow. I don't know if you knew that or not, but they literally brought her in for a one-episode no. run on X-Men Evolution. If you haven't watched that mm. show, the whole series is on Disney+. Plus. Oh, is that Wolverine's uh, like daughter? kind of? You should watch. It's very I different. Need- so, she her story in the comics is very dark. They basically took her... Like, you know when they took Wolverine, he was like already a teenager, and they grafted mm-hmm. the metal to his bones, Weapon X, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. They took her at age four or five. Her parents essentially sold her to Weapon X. Um, They then genetically spliced Wolverine's DNA with hers so that she could deal with being grafted the metal shit. They put it all on her. They set her up to be this deadly killing machine, and then she escapes. She goes to Paris, pretends to be a prostitute, and then murders the perverts that are taking her back underage to their hotel. And that's how she she lives, by stealing their money after killing them. So, like, she is a dark character. X-Men wanted to put her down because she's so dangerous. Captain America actually was the one that was like, no, people thought you were dangerous too, Logan. Uh, So he basically gives her money, gives her a second chance and gives her an open invitation to the Avengers. um, And then she ends up going to the X-Men years later. But anyways, Mm. um, yeah, interesting story. I don't know if you you folks know this, um, but yeah, big fucking nerd. (laughs) No filter, baby. You come for the awards, but you stay for the extra content. That's what I'm talking about. You we open, um, open up that can of worms, but that's fire. I definitely can check it out. Yeah, we can and we can definitely talk more about that off air or even on the next episode. I just know it's getting late for you, and I don't want to be that guy. I don't want to get you in trouble. No. <laughs> I also don't want to get me in trouble uh, with, with your cow. <laughs> there we go. So, there we go. Um, Stay tuned for the, the next thing, episode. We'll dive in. Yep. We'll definitely dive into the next episode. We'll dive into some Marvel fun facts. I've, again, I'm full of those. Um, but before we call it a night, before we do our parting, our parting kind of speech with you guys here or our, our final goodbyes just wanted to post these quick two videos of um just us saying thank you guys thank you to everybody who tunes in thank you to everybody who comes to each and every show throughout the year this is candidly my favorite show to do each year um i don't even want to admit it but i've probably put in like 40 plus hours on editing the video clips and rendering and like making sure everything looks pretty and feels nice um 
while we're presenting this stuff. So I really hope you guys have enjoyed everything. And for those of you that sent in video clips or even just voted, really, really appreciate it. I know that you took time out of your day for us, and that really does mean something to us. So we just want to say we really appreciate it. So um, with that being said... Uh, so as you can see, that was a great year in MMA 2023. Shout out to MMA Anomaly. Shout out to the boys. Big O. I hope all my picks win, but if they don't, just know 2024, they will. The people agree. MMA Anomaly, I'm always proud to be on. I appreciate you guys. Can't wait to see you guys soon. TNL. Once again, I'm Brandon Stanley, and it was an honor to jump on here and give you guys some of my favorite votes. I'm excited to see who actually ends up winning all these. I love this podcast, and I can't wait to tune in. Peace! Shout out, MMA Anomaly. You're the best. We really, really Damn. appreciate each and every one of you guys. Hit me right in the fields, brother. Love you guys. Let's go. Upward and onward. Everybody in the chat, like you guys are the fucking rock stars. You guys really do make the show. Um, Emily, first time in the chat here. Appreciate you. Happy to see you in the chat. And uh, she says you guys are great. We think you're great. We think you're great you are, for being Emily. here. And uh, we hope you have the best 2024, folks. Hopefully this was a great kickoff episode for your 2024. Definitely have some fun stuff in stock in stock or in store. Um, kind of combine those two words because I'm too excited here uh, for the next episode. Since there is no fight card coming up right away here, uh, they're, they're making us wait, guys. They're really making us wait for these fight cards, folks. Um, the next fight card is until January 13th. So that means we do have a little bit of time. And we're going to do two episodes before then. So I have to have a filler episode. But don't worry, guys. Again, I got something really nice cooked up for you. Um, yeah. Really, really nice stuff cook, cooking in here. Uh, candidly, Mary came up with this idea at dinner the other night, and uh, I'm stoked about it. So let's go. Can't wait to share it with Nano and and really get grinding on this one because I think it's going to be a good one. A lot less flashy graphics, a lot more nitty gritty, uh, and I'm just kind of leaving a little golden nugget of a teaser for you guys. A lot more betting on the next episode here, folks. So uh, we got some fun stuff cooked up for you. We're going to have a lot more fun here in 2024, and the goal here is always to keep on going and keep on growing folks, whether you're new here or returning, we really, really appreciate it. We appreciate you sticking it through with us, whether you just tuned in or you tuned in since minute one, all the way to hour three here. Thank you. Thank you from the bottom of our hearts, from the tops of our souls and from every ounce of our being. Seriously. Thank you. Chef's kiss to each and every one of you. Keep on going, keep on growing and like comment, subscribe and smash that bell for notifications. We are out. We will see you next week. You've been listening to the MMA Anomaly Show. No filter. As you may have been able to tell, we dig the MMA, and our passion is to dive deep into the upcoming fights, give you our expert breakdowns, and help you make sense of all the chaos that is the fight game. We hope you've enjoyed the show. If you did, make sure to like, rate, and review. We'll be back soon, but in the meantime, make sure to find us on YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, and Twitch 
at MMAnomaly. Be cool, and we'll see you next time.